If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. I don't, I'm kind of doing it in a weird tone of voice. I don't know what's quite happening. Feels, feels odd. Very to me. serious. Feels to me. Sounded, yeah. Welcome to the Horror Hangout. Today on the Horror Hangout, we've got some news, okay? And uh, it's about a film that's just come out and we're going to talk about it. Sorry, I'm, it feels like I'm doing like a news bulletin. Really you know, serious a... broadcasting. Yeah. Yeah. This like, is your BBC okay, audition. Everybody, everybody this is the BBC quiet. World Service, and this is Horror Hangout, a serious podcast hangout. where serious people talk about serious films. We interrupt this program for a special bulletin from Horror Hangout. Uh, my name is Ben Errington, and I'm joined by regular co-host, he's ever so regular, Mr. Andy Conduit Turner. Hello, Ben, and indeed, hello, everybody. Hello. He- hello, everybody listening out there in the world of horror fans and you know it's it's a big occasion when a, a much touted and big named movie gets a gets a reboot or a remake or a sequel and we're here fingers on the pulse ready to tell you what we think about it because i'm sure that's all you can that's all you've been thinking about over the weekend yeah what do these guys think about new hellraiser we'll tell you shortly hellraiser Hellraiser. I'm stealing your joke. (laughs) I've been singing Hellraiser in the tune to Goldfinger all this week. I tried to record (laughs) all this week. I tried to record a little ditty before we jumped on today to to, to try and (laughs) get it nailed down. Hellraiser. She's the woman with pins in her head. You might end up dead. Yeah. Such like a it. smell razor. While we're musing about Hellraiser, I want you to answer answer me this question I've been 
thinking about the series a little bit this week. Is the Hellraiser puzzle dead fucking easy? Or is everyone in the Hellraiser films coincidentally shit hot at puzzles? It's de- it's got to be dead easy in it. And I think that the, it's been made to be easy. So any old fuckwit, sorry, can can end up at making some sort of deal with hell and the Cenobites. Because it seems like all you've got to do is like breathe on it or like nudge it or or stroke, <laughs> stroke, stroke, your, stroke your pinky finger across it. And it goes, I'm solved. All right. <laughs> I'm absolutely solved. Ticks around because, oh, that's the lament configuration then. All if, right. If Horrible Blade kept coming out every time you solve something. I'd do it at an arm's length. Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, just little f- fingertips on the very corners. Maybe get like a bomb squad in to try, and, to try and do it. It'd be on, you sell that in a consumer environment. And Robinson, Alice Beer would be on there right away. You'd be on Watchdog. <laughs> Watchdog. Turns uh, out these lament, what are they called? Lament configuration. This this little, uh, this puzzle box summons, not only will it cut your kid's finger, summon demons yeah. from hell. It's the hottest toy on uh on our high streets since Buzz Lightyear, the Furby, uh Pokemon cards and a yo-yo. It's the layman configuration box. But turns out it's causing a hell of a hell of a lot of injuries. A hell of a lot careful. of injuries. <laughs> a hell of a lot of injuries. And also Cenobites. Where do you stand on them? Are they coming into your home? That's all right, we got Dominic Littlewood is chasing like um Pinhead down the street saying I put it to you that you're actually a dangerous product and you're hurting children. It's like, no comments, no go- Original. I mean, we'll talk about new I'll tell your but... soul apart, Dominic Littlewood. Because when he, aside from the quotes we've seen, we'll get into it in what we watched. I've been watching some of the old ones. But original recipe Pinhead has got a great deal of speaking to the manager energy about him. When 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 he isn't saying quotes like we'll tell tear your soul apart, and he's like I haven't come here for your negotiation skills. This is he's he is proper stern. He is like I think I shared with you and Luke. If in the second Hellraiser in particular, he has big, quite strict but still popular teacher energy about him. Okay, Demon like, you know, master. No, he's never know, popular. No, he's a he's a wrong gun. Like he's got big nonsense <laughs> energy. That one has those glasses. But um, <laughs> Pinhead. <laughs> It's like, you know, you'd have a teacher that would tell you off, but you'd tell you off in a way that the other kids in the class would laugh at. Yeah. And we done you there. Oh, and the one that you'd always want, like, you'd, if you were mucking about at lunchtime and he came out, you'd all run away. Oh, no. <laughs> wazzing yeah, wet, so if, if he caught you, like, wazzing bits of wet toilet paper at the ceiling, you'd be for he'd it. He'd beat you up. He'd yeah, you'd have, 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 like, a creative punishment for you that's probably really dangerous. You're going to get up that ladder and you're going to get all off, except... There ain't no ladders. You just gotta hold like you just go away and so you've gotta get that down, otherwise you're fucking dead and they leave you to panic about it. There are no ladders. Or oh, we'll let you get up there on the ladder and then they'll take the ladder away and just go. Kick it out from under you. Uh, accidents happen. Listen, you're stuck on the bloody roof now, all right? Now you could fall and break your neck, but it's nineteen eighty nine, so nobody actually cares. Accident book, room one. <laughs> there ain't an accident book, but I've tore it up. Yeah, that's uh, that's, okay. that's original pinhead though. But what else is in the news this week? Oh, what else is in the news? So something that we discussed last week um, that we were at, we were f- furious about was the fact that the movies Barbarian and Pearl didn't seem to have UK release dates. Sort it uh, out. Now they've on. got. It looks like. It looks like they've got some sort of digital release date. So on the October twenty fifth, Barbarian's coming out. Um, I guess that means across all platforms, across all um, regions. Hopefully, 
Um, so it arrives on digital and then Pearl, I believe, is early November. I haven't got an exact date, but early November. Um, that's right. Release your horror movies in early November. Why don't you? You know, when everyone's sick of it. No, never sick of it. Um, so there we go. That's good. Good news. And hopefully some of our UK listeners will now know that we can we can sort of uh, check that film out. Obviously, Lucy did see it at the at Fright Fest. And, you know, I feel I'm, imp- I'm impeccably jealous of that been... and the fact it's old news to her. She's like, I saw that weeks ago. I'm even interested about it. Don't even care about a release date. All right. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that getting a proper release over here. Although painfully, I might I might still get to see Pearl at cinemas, though, because like I said, I'm in the US in a couple of weeks. If I, have a free, if I have a free evening, might take myself off to see Pearl or Terrifier Two or something like that. Oh yeah, Terrifier Two also in the U, in the US has apparently knocked Top Gun Maverick out of the top ten list. Don't know how big a deal that is because Top Gun Maverick's been out for ages, but I think people are saying for a small budget horror movie, um, it's quite a big deal. I did also see a screenshot, and I hate this stuff. But still, I thought I'd share it with you. <laughs> a screenshot of somebody like being given given oxygen outside of a cinema and like an ambulance rocking up and going, this guy just went to see Terrifier 2. If you want to know how scary it is, all you need to see is this photo. And just like a guy getting, yeah. getting oxygen. I, mean, I, I will I will have to mention a little asterisk underneath it. He does have COPD. He is on yeah. that, he is on that all the time. But and he was watching uh, the new Puss in Boots film. He wasn't watching Terrifier 2. But the Terrifier uh, 2 was on there, and we can only... It was on in the next screen, so we're only thinking... That we the, can only the, assume the... that he heard a bit of it and uh, and, and got in there. He can't, have, he can't, have, heard, he can't have heard the clown, because Art is, is, is a mute. Yeah, he's a very I mean? quiet clown. Very quiet clown, yeah. So I don't know when um, UK audiences are going to get to see Terrifier 2 either. Um yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. We went through an, a nice phase of of a few years where everything seemed to come out all over the place at the same time, and now something's happening where the US seem to be getting things slightly before. I don't, I don't know. Maybe else. maybe I could be kind and say it's something to do with negotiating distribution and people are holding up for more money or people are hmm. maybe being a little bit nervous about the release schedule and saying, oh God, there's loads of stuff out in the same week. Do we want to sink underneath yeah. that? Because we've had loads of news stories recently about the success of things being how quickly they are binged in that first week. And people aren't necessarily taking in the, the longer tale that things have. Are you binging this? Oh no, I've only seen one episode. Binge it for God's sake. All right. Yeah. yeah I'll get three Watch all 10 hours in the first day, please. Please. I'll get three episodes, get three different screens, three episodes going at the same time, consume it all at the same time. That's a spoiler on the third episode. Don't worry. I've already seen this bit. Don't worry about that bit. Oh, no, no. no. Yeah. Confusing. Yeah, it's, a, it's a weird way of measuring it. So maybe that has a hand to play or maybe people are just being bloody lazy, but like it is, it is weird. It's got big early 2000s energy where you know this stuff is out in the, in other countries, but you can't necessarily can't watch it yet which i think is yeah i think i don't think it works it doesn't work in the same anymore because again when this was the case of even as like as far as like the early 2000s you could get away with it but now the fact is that anything that has any kind of significant impact will immediately be spoiled you know there'll be there'll be gifts from key moments of the of the film like people will be you know because multi-regional publications the things that cover pop culture and so on they won't hold back and say you know if something is out in one country they won't necessarily hold back on putting up their 
this ending explained. And certainly anyone, yeah. you know, anyone that isn't a professional like doing... YouTubers and stuff are going to be putting up their own theories of the ending and reviews and so on. Yeah. And I think like people making artwork about key key moments in in the film as well, which is fair enough, you know, but it is it is it's frustrating when that happens. Um a little bit a little bit frustrating. But there we go. These these things happen. As we we've already spoken about um content being infinite, but also everything's so readily available at our fingertips all the time that when something isn't available at our fingertips we 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 don't know how to quite quite know how to deal with it. Obviously, it's strange though, considering we grew up in times when you know films would be at the cinema and then come out on video like years later. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a strange world, but I think now a a, a bar has been set. It's hard to yeah. walk back from that. And what I hope the message that they don't take away from it is for any of these things with delayed release, the message I don't want them to take from this is oh, this didn't do so well in. Europe oh well that's that means the market isn't strong there we know that there is a huge mm. horror market the UK continental Europe the lot for these films um I would hope people would say no you know what like yeah we didn't release it so people have you know in some cases you know things that have a physical distribution as, as well like amongst the people we know we know if people can't wait for something they will order um you know they'll order a like a like a US copy they'll get one they'll get one ordered over especially because having hardware that can play that type of thing is not particularly hard to come by if you're a, like if you're a film fan so people will buy these things in that just diminishes your returns in the market when it actually comes out yeah okay so, other piece of news. Apparently, there's another Stephen King adaptation in the works for his new novel, Fairy Tale, which I don't think is actually a horror movie, is it? But we're talking about one of the biggest names in horror, so I'll still discuss it in horror news. Um, it's getting a film adaptation from Universal Pictures from Paul Greengrass. Any that guy who did like all the Jason Bourne and stuff? Oh, Green, I thought you were saying Greengrass. <laughs> Greengrass from the... from Heartbeat. Yeah, I thought he was the petty criminal in Heartbeat. Yeah. The old green grass. Every that's uh, profiling. What is that song that is currently doing the rounds? That is like someone going, "Green green grass, blue blue sky." And I, I'm is kind of annoyed. It, um, is it a George Ezra number? Oh man. Um. Uh, yeah. Sounds sounds about right. And then um, he says, "I think you'll have a sandwich on the day I die." It's not. It's another line. But something about the day. Got me the most blandest, ready salted beige gruel lyrics for the most ra- for the most ready salted beige gruel artist. Sorry, George Ezra, I've absolutely thrown you under the bus there. You deserve it. But yeah, green green grass, full green grass, making this movie. Um, so fairy tale is an epic tale that follows seventeen year old boy who inherits the keys to a terrifying world where good and evil are at war. And obviously, Stephen King's not this. He's pretty familiar with like the fa- the um fantasy world. Obviously, he did. He wrote The Dark Tower, and obviously he's going straight. It feels like anything Stephen King puts his hand to. We've got Mr. Harrigan's phone, which is out now as well, um, on on Netflix. It's a movie as well. For some reason, I thought it was a series. No, it is a movie. movie. Spoilers for the next movie. section, Ben, but he watched it. I'll tell you all about it. All right, okay. Um, And that is just based on one of his short stories as well, isn't it? So it feels like anything he puts his hand to, Stephen King goes, oh, there's a bloody, there's a rhinoceros, right? And it's over there and milling about. And then there's a, then, then it turns into a into a fish finger. Get get the rights for that down. And let's make it next week. Yeah. 
It's, bank, it's bankable name, isn't it? If you put in based on the short story by Stephen King, you'll get you'll get viewers or listeners or whatever off the back of that. Yeah. I can't I can't blame them. Um and then also, last bit of the news I've got here is that before VHS ninety nine is even out, I think it's out towards the end of October on Shudder, isn't it? End of this um, month. Yep. The franchise will be rewinding, I like that, back to the nineteen eighties with VHS eighty five. Obviously they're banking on this for ninety nine doing all right, but then again as an anthology movie, it's pretty easy to just go, uh, maybe that one wasn't so great. Here's a new one. So not to say 99 is going to be bad, but, you know, it seems like a pretty bankable way of firing out content. But we've got some some um, filmmakers, including David Bruckner, director of The Nighthouse and Hellraiser 2022. Scott Derrickson, director of The Black Phone, uh, obviously Doctor Strange and Sinister. Uh, Gigi Salguerrera, who I think has done some some of those Blumhouse Amazon movies, like Bingo Hell. I think she's done some VHS stuff before, maybe. Actually, maybe I misread that. Um, Natasha Kermani, Mike P. Nelson. So, yeah, all new um, new short anthology films in this in this anthology movie. All over it. Who knows where this, where this could go? 85, 75, 65? VHS didn't even exist back then. Oh, who cares? I mean, let's just fire you, know, you can't go that much further forward than the than the newest one, right? Like, if, you can have DVDs creeping in there. Yeah, DVD. It, it won't have to quite the same effect, will it? DVD two thousand one. I guess you've got VHS viral, right? Which is the only one I haven't seen of the existing ones. Is uh, that yeah, about yeah. like? Is that like internet videos? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Can't remember that one very well. Was we 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 uh, discussed the last one ninety four, didn't we? Um, VHS. Yeah, the last. I think we last, did. We did yeah, a bonus we did, we did, episode. We did a bonus right? episode on that. I'm looking forward to the new one as well. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so that's it for horror news. Now let's dive into what we've been watching. I know for a fact, Andy, that you. What have you not uh, been watching? A freaking is... bonanza, Ben. So I'm going to go for it. If there's anything you've seen as well, we'll pause to talk about it for a little bit. But otherwise, I'm going to touch on these only in the very yeah. briefest of, of ways, because otherwise we've got yeah. a lot to get through. So. Of course. Um, I finished my Howling run-through, so I watched the last nice. two Howling movies. Tell you what, credibility to Howling... Oh, I didn't even know they've got subtitles at this point. But the one from the late 90s, which wrapped up the series, I respect the fact that whoever the team that put that behind it, it's probably the lowest one in terms of production value and budget and all those other things. It's basically like a Western howling movie mm, okay. um, and you know it, it's gone nicely going through the series they've gone through all these different things and it really does try to tie all of the other ones into a singular story it mentions several of them lots of returning cast members not great in its own delivery but i appreciated what they tried to do and then the newest one which is after a few years is a high school drama uh with really shonky tv like morphing you know in the same way that like George Lucas turns into that camera with morphing effects. Um, yeah, it, it's it's like it's, <laughs> it's like, like that. the the animorphs. Remember yeah, that? It's animorph power, um, and it's 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 cheesy as all the, hell. The, the rebirth yeah. vibe, yeah. Halloween, yeah. It's the it's it, they're all about. How, so how many new, are, how new, many are there? New blood, and that's number seven. That last one, the two thousands one. If, uh, okay. if if not eight, it's all blurred into one at this point. But after oh, that, yeah. I've been in preparation for this week's movie. I've done four of the Hellraiser movies: so Original oh, Recipe, um, the second one, and then Hellraiser: Hell on Earth, where he goes to a nightclub 
Um, and then Hellraiser Four. <laughs> this is go- we got we got to talk about. <laughs> We gotta talk about this this nightclub scene, right? Because it obviously is a bit like I don't know, Blade, where walks into a nightclub, not full of vampires, kills everyone. Did you notice how the DJ, even though like ten people got murdered, the DJ who I think gets murdered with the CDs, is that yeah, right? he gets CD'd, right? He gets CD'd. The DJ is like, I think he's still like, <laughs> like spinning the turntables, even though like ten people just been murdered on the dance floor. He's still like, and then he goes, huh? And, and, then, and also, evidently, he's got a load of CDs with him. What's he turning on those turntables? Exactly. What is, he's um, an absolute fraud. Yeah, and then he becomes a CD-based Cenobite because they make he makes a ton of new fellas. He makes camera face. He makes CD. Yeah. He makes barman. Makes... <laughs> yeah. Which one's camera face? Is that the guy with the long hair and the moustache? Yeah, it's the, like... musta- it's the moustache. Basically, any, any character in this who dies who's associated with anything, you know, if you're a DJ... CDs should have been records, obviously. If you're a cameraman, your heads camera. turn into a camera. Uh, I feel if you, like if you got if you got a podcast, our heads would turn into uh, iPod set of headphones, iPod, yeah. iPod shuffle. Oh, and I'd, I'd be able to fire out like little audio, like audio cables at people. Hot takes, yeah, yeah hot takes. That's what you'd get. And I feel like you know, Hellraiser three Pinhead. A jigsaw have the same mo where he looks at your hobby or something like that, and he turns that against you. Yeah. Did, did um, I, I did I did I mention last week that I watched two and three? I think I did, didn't I? No, I think you did it afterwards. Either that or it's all it's all a blur. Yeah, so, I think so I much, did. So think, much hell raising. Do it afterwards? Yeah. I I was gonna do do more than just two and three, but I got to that, and then I think I mentioned I watched. Or I watched, or I was going to watch that Leviathan Story of Hellraiser documentary as well, which I've watched most of, but there's quite a lot of it. So there's an 11 hour cut knocking about, which I, I feel know. like <laughs> I haven't got hold of an 11 hour cut, and I don't know where you would get hold of it. But um, so far, it feels like there's no Clive Barker involved, which is a bit annoying. And it feels like one of these documentaries. You ever watch a documentary and someone's talking, and then you go, Was that the best thing they said? <laughs> I go, they must have said better than that. There's a bit where someone like says something and then like messes up and then goes, Oh no, sorry, no. Um what I actually meant was this. And you go, get that edited out, in it. <laughs> that sounds eleven there? hours. That's just no cuts. That's just all their footage. Zero cuts. They've just got somebody talking, talking, talking about um, it. Um <laughs> I tell you what, when it comes to those Hellraiser movies, bearing in mind there are ten films before this new one. I just finished watching watching ten. four. I've just finished watching number four. Already in space. In space. Yeah. <laughs> I they get up into space. No, what no, no, number four is a time jumping. It's like Assassin's Creed. There's like basically <laughs> there's a period, there's a period of film where Adam Scott, as in Derek from Step Brothers. Um oh. All right, okay. um he is there <laughs> and he and he summons a demon in like Regency France. Because the toy maker makes a box, and then the middle section of the film is modern day, where the same actor who is the toy maker is just a guy, okay. and he's and he's built a building that's a bit like the box, and he has to he does have an affair, but he makes up for it by not unleashing hell, so he, he's kind of okay. In the end, which which one is again. which one is the space one? That's the fourth oh. one, and then in the end of it, like you see a bit of space at the beginning, bloodline, and then yeah, bloodline, that's the one. And then, There's one called Hellraiser yeah, Hellworld. Evil goes online. <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, that one's coming up. I'll let you know when I get to that. And I'm going to so do this whole series. Space, space, and they've gone. Where else can we go after space? Online. 
Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I'm, oh ass- yeah. I'm assuming because spoilers for Hellraiser 4 Bloodlines, everyone. In the end of Hellraiser 4, the goodies win and and Hellraiser is destroyed forever. But mm. I assume that anything else that happens between that period of time and the distant future where they actually get got forever, it's all it's all fair game. Um, mm. Right, I, we've been slow again. I'm going to fire through through others. I watched yeah. Turbo Kid, which I loved. is great. Basically, mm. Raven Banner just put out every film that I enjoy, I imagine, by the looks <laughs> of things. Like, that is definitely my my aesthetic. I love it. Turbo Kid was an absolute delight from start to finish. Um, yeah. I watched Benny Loves You, which is very silly. It's about a toy that is discarded and comes back to life. Um, and it kind of, it's a psychotic little bunny that does murders to the guy that, uh, like, a bit. he's a bit of a loser. Okay. He gets, he's trying to get his life together. So he goes through his toys. So it comes to life and it's trying to help him. Um, very, very silly. Made me sadder than I wanted it to. And yeah. I was kind of on the side of the toy because I threw it away saying, come on, you can live your life without being disrespectful. Come on. Um, yeah, so I, but I did enjoy that, silly as it was. Um, I watched Body Double, which is an absolute bonanza of a thriller. Uh, yeah. a, guy, a guy is an out of work actor. He basically, it's, oh, it's, I can't, I can't do it. That's what it's, it's got good rear window energy. It's about the yeah. being a murder, and then this guy goes into the the underworld of porn. Um, Frankie goes to Hollywood, isn't it? Briefly, like an entire music video, almost. It's Relax. absolutely yeah. It's that one. It's absolutely, <laughs> absolutely crackers is, but wow. really, really like it's it's mad. But the I main really, character's really, called the main character's really called Jake it. Jake Scully. Isn't that the same in a character from Avatar? Is it? Yeah, it is. is it all... <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. Um, or is it like? Oh no, wait. Jake Sully. Jake oh, Sully. Close. Almost that's close. Just, I thought we were getting like a, a kind of a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Body Double was great. Uh, I watched Black Sabbath, which is like a '60s classic bit of horror. I picked it up from oh, watching yeah. the top 101 horror moments on Shudder. Um, that's good. Uh, like really good classic classic horror. Got some Chekhov in there. All really good, like three creepy stories across the across the lot of it. The really early for that horror anthology. It's on YouTube if anyone wants to watch it. It's good. I watched Monster House. The slightly uncanny CG has dated a little bit, and some of it is a little yeah. bit cancelled. But I really enjoyed it. It's a good, a little a, bit cancelled. Yeah, it's a things little are, bit. Most things are a little bit cancelled, yeah. right these days. Are they? Yeah, I still enjoyed it. I caught up with Day Shift, which I know you watched a long time ago. Silly but fun. Oh yeah. I watched Mr. Harrigan's phone, which I liked. I liked yes. it a lot. Okay. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I felt, you know, it's. I'm I'm gonna hesitate and say it's not quite. It's not quite like Green Mile in terms of the sadness because it is based on a short story and so on. But think of Green Mile, Stand by Me, Stephen King, more than you do it and the Tommy mm, Knockers. Okay. Like it's got, it's got a I've got it lined up to watch in, this week. A little bit of spookiness in there, but it's mostly just quite quite nice. It's about relationships and feelings, Ben. Yeah. You'll, you'll enjoy a bit of that. Zero um, jump scares. Zero jump scares. Okay, it's good. Yeah. Some horrible like bullies it. in it though. You got to watch out for them. Ah, oh, Stephen King loves a bully. Yeah, bullies. Loves a bully. Although what, I felt what, I felt what... a bit sorry for this bully. I think he had a hard time. Oh yeah, twat. Um, okay. Yeah, he's exactly, at but he had a hard life. Um, so Mr. Oh, yeah. really enjoyed it really enjoyed it and 
Donald Pleasant's absolute champion in it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Really, really good. Um, Werewolf by Wait, Night. No, oh, no sorry. Not, not, Don, not Donald Pleasant. Donald Sutherland, right? Donald Sutherland. Sorry, wrong. Got, got my yeah. Donalds mixed up. It's been a long got day. Don- <laughs> yeah, my Donalds. Yeah. Oh, you know, he's a uh, duck. Died in 1995 or something. <laughs> I'm not that Donald. Yeah, he's always got his back. <laughs> yeah. Not that one. That it's, the, on, it's the other Donald. Donald Sutherland. Very good. Um, mm. Yeah, Werewolf by Night. I watched, which I really enjoyed. Have you seen that yet? I watched Werewolf by Night last night. Yes, um, really, really enjoyed it. Nice little homage, isn't it, to sort of like Universal monster movies. Um, it's not too shiny, which is always a worry with some of the Marvel stuff. I say a worry, like I'm not bothered by that, but you know, it wasn't too shiny. It seemed to be, a, it didn't want too scared to show some gore, even though it was black and white. So I think it clearly was just going yeah, well, a little bit too more. much blood. Yeah. Um, I liked it, and there's—I guess it's a spoiler if we discuss a certain character in it, isn't it? Yeah, there's a certain character. Yeah. Wait until we'll give it another week or two before we talk about that. But yeah. I really like it. I hope that means we're getting more of that stuff. For me, it's incredibly exciting that we're getting that at the same time as the other things that are running, like like mm-hmm. She-Hulk, which is completely different aesthetic, but in the same world, all, all in all. Yeah, it makes yeah. me—it makes me interested to think that obviously we're gonna get a blade. And then there's a universe where obviously some of these characters exist as well, um, where this is potentially going to go in terms of like some horror themed Marvel stuff, which I think yeah. we, we, I think we need. I think in terms of like the, the 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 worlds that they're building and all the different things that they've got, you know, everything from the, in the realms of space and time time travel and multiverses and everything. Give us some horror stuff as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, good. More of that. More of that, please. Um, I saw the first half of Midnight Club. I'm halfway through that right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've um, not got right. I don't know why it's been proper off my radar. That is Flanagan, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's old uh, the Flan Man. He's um, <laughs> the old Flan Man. The Flan Man himself. Um, I'm enjoying <laughs> it. It took it like it. It's 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 a very different thing, and it's totally down to personal aesthetic. The main characters are all. Teenagers, I'm not a teenager. It took me a little bit longer to grip onto them versus the characters in a lot of his other series that he's done for Netflix, roughly my age or, you know, thereabouts. Um, So, you know, it was a different, it was a different thing. It took me a little bit longer to grip onto, but I'm really enjoying it. I'm liking the character work. Mm. I will carry on through that. I watched the first episode to the one you told me about with the ducky costume, watch Wreck on BBC iPlayer. Um, Mm. There's a lot of stuff out right now. I maybe wouldn't prioritize this. I am going to get and watch it all eventually, but I'm finding the premise is interesting. The setting is interesting, but same as same issue, Ben, as I had with um, Smile last week. I don't get it why people can't just be good at their jobs. Like everyone who, <laughs> everyone who is working with them is an arsehole in the workplace. It's like, no, just, just be good at your job. There can still be a murderer, but I don't know why everyone that isn't your main character has to be a prick. Or like yeah. no one who isn't like every person they meet has to be like horrible, like comically horrible um, or, or bad at their jobs or lazy or just a twat. Like it's really, it really takes me out of a thing that there isn't just a degree of competence about the world. But oh, I am going to with it. I am going to say Otherwise, Andy's going to come around and do your uh, KPIs. Finally, KPIs. I watched Perfect Blue. Which one? Yeah. Uh, 
I'll set your KPIs for you. Sorry, I lost you for a second there. Um, yeah, I finished. I just got you came back in as like a roller coaster. Something about KPIs. I was back in line straight away. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll sort them out. Uh, but yeah, I finished and what was the last, thing, thought, last thing you watched? All this other stuff. Perfect Blue was the last thing I watched. The anime about a um, pop star who becomes a an actor and there's there's a stalker or she's going mad. Who knows? Which one is it? Watch it and find out. It's very good. Oh, wow. Good psychological horror. Um, yeah. It's on Shudder. Like horror as well, is it? Very nice. That's How about you, Ben? Have you watched anything? I know I've just rattled off a big list. Massive epic list. Um, so I saw My Best Friend's Exorcism, which I think you saw last week. Yeah, what did um, you think? I mean, I don't think it had like the charm of the book. I felt like... like... It was weird. I was watching it. I was like, I can't remember much of what happens in the book, but I remember it being a bit more charming than this. I felt like it hit... Uh, it was a bit of middle... It felt like middle of the road, sort of like teen drama, teen horror. Um, inoffensive. Is that a good way to, yeah. to describe it? Didn't you know a good start of horror possibly for somebody? Uh, so yeah, not not particularly. Um, I liked it with more time to think about it over the last week or so. I still enjoyed it. I think I realized what it was that got me. I think you know, sometimes you get referencing and it works very well, and sometimes you get referencing that you feel is a bit heavy handed. I felt like that. I felt like the referencing was almost like in air quotes, like we're referencing this thing now. Like, mm, like okay. I think you can go a bit lighter on it. Haven't you heard of this and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah I know what you mean. Um, I watched a lot of the things that you've seen as well. So, well, I say a lot of them. I saw a couple of Hellraisers, saw Werewolf, Werewolf by Night. I watched John Carpenter Live Retrospective, uh, which was him doing a, performing a lot of tracks from his films um, and stuff from like his Lost Themes album. Just lovely, lovely to sort of hear them all in a sort of like full band situation, and the way he introduces every little song, kind of cute, you know, where he just goes, "This song is from They Live," and does a little, little, <laughs> does a little intro like about about the film or something. It's just I don't know, I really liked nice. it. That, so that was that was fun, and then I today I watched uh, Deadstream. So the Ooh. new movie on Shudder. Yep. So it's like a disgraced internet personality attempts to win back his followers by live streaming one night in a haunted house. Really good. Uh, really funny. Kind of like a bit of dash cam, a bit of e- a bit of Evil Dead. Probably more like Evil Dead, I'd say. Um, supposed to be like a asshole internet personality. But I just find him really funny. You know, the comedy really did land. Um, the effects are a bit rubbery, but that's what kind of gives it the sort of original Evil Dead sort of look and feel. Um, and yeah, it doesn't doesn't rely too much on jump scares. It's quite a, it's a really interesting. Consider it's like a a found footage slash POV horror movie. Almost feels like you back yourself into a corner with stuff like that. Was the kind of things you can do. Um, but yeah, I'd say pretty ingenious. To be fair, I was uh, I was on on the edge of my seat pretty much throughout. It was a it was a hoot. Yeah, so, I've yeah, got that on my list to watch as well. I'm looking forward to it. I've strategically saving things that are on streaming services like Shudder towards the end of the month when I know I'm away from home because I can still yeah. access those. I haven't got to rely on that physical media. Of course, yeah, it's good. Um, and yeah, so, so far October has been a bit of a bonanza. I've managed to see quite a lot, but I've still got, I've sort of been making a list of things that, oh yeah, that's out. Oh yeah, I've got to watch this this month and everything like that. Um, so still plenty, plenty more to come. Uh, so yeah, and we're only in what? 
we're on day 10 of October, so we're probably about halfway through. We've also obviously been doing the 31 Days of Horror Hangout every day on Twitter, uh, sharing old episodes. Uh, it's kind of it's a weird one because I was like, we're kind of recommending films. But then when I was writing the ratings down, some of them were films we didn't necessarily... It's like, no, hated this. Vote, vote, vote <laughs> as favourably. But, you know, still like good good watches. So I think like the last two we've recommended were Amityville Horror and My Bloody Valentine, where I think like... On the surface, we were quite mid- middle of the road in terms of our ratings, but I think I'd still recommend them to watch. Amityville Horror is a sort of classic Halloween-style film, and My Bloody Valentine is a really uh, un- underappreciated slasher, I think. Yeah, of the two, actually, maybe a little bit controversial and say, if you're going to watch one of them, watch My Bloody Valentine. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was, uh, I'm was i talking about Amityville Horror, Horror as well. I was re- remembering all the stuff about Jodie the Pig. And uh, did a little yeah. bit of research into that. That's fascinating stuff, though. That the sort um, of pig cat monster that comes at the window, just that that, yeah. that time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is pretty much all I've seen this week, apart from film film what week. That's right. Which, uh, I'm hoping you've seen as well. I have. I've watched it especially. Oh, that's very kind of you. Oh. So film of the week is a movie called Hellraiser, which is. A 2022 American supernatural horror film directed by David Bruckner. Um, so obviously it's an ad- a, the second adaptation of the 1986 novella The Hellbound Heart by Clive Barker, which served as the basis for his 1987 film Hellraiser. So it's getting descri- described here as a reboot of the titular franchise and the 11th installment over- overall. Reboot, yes, but I think are we still supposed to believe that a lot of what's come before still has happened in a way, I guess? In terms of possibly, maybe. As long as it happens before the events of Bloodlines, I reckon it can fit in. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. Uh, what about the online one? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, so a young woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box, unaware that its purpose is to summon the Cenobites. Um, if, no matter what you thought about this puzzle box, you'd have it solved before you even put it down, you know? You'd pick you it up, just solve breathe on it. See you later. <laughs> exactly. It's too easy. It's like it's like it's like level one of what's a really easy level. It's like the hundred pound question on who wants to be a millionaire. Almost like taking a piss a little bit with what the question is. Do you want oh. to get this question? A right. B wrong. C wronger. <laughs> D wrongest. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically it's it is ridiculous. It's almost like so ridiculous to the fact where you go. Is this a trick? Is this a trick? And that's kind of what the puzzle box, the 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 lament. How am I saying? Am I saying it correctly? Lament configuration. Yeah, lament. Like oh, lament. Dead sad about that. I'm lamenting it. I'm lamenting it. Um, so this is, yeah, I guess like a reboot, a retelling, a reimagining of, but it's not of directly of the story Hellbound Heart, which the original film Hellraiser 1987 version pretty much tells the story of that short. It's like a novella, isn't it? It's maybe even shorter yeah. than the novella, if I remember correctly. Or a pamphlet. Um, well, it's a bloody pamphlet. This is. This is one of those little maps you get from uh from, from Alton Towers. Towers. <laughs> <laughs> Unfold it. It's just how the nemesis. <laughs> the characters, the characters, the, the 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 events of that. I think maybe the Cenobites are slightly different. I think the design of these Cenobites were pretty much done specifically for the 1987 movie. So these are like adapt. These are like a reimagining of that. Um, 
but yeah, so this 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 has only been out for a few days, and it seems like again the horror world or everyone who's anyone is rushing to go and to go and check it out as 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 I did, um, and yeah, I think I think on the whole it's a success, right? I mean, I say right, I don't know how you feel at all. Yeah, I I do feel I liked it overall. I have very limited history with the Hellraiser franchise, so in reality, apart from in the last week or so, preparing to watch this Hellraiser by watching four of them, I think I'd only seen one and most of two until that point. I'm pretty sure I was, I'm right there with you. I think, I think I'd seen one. I've, I've definitely seen two. Um, and I've maybe seen bits and bobs of other, of other ones. Don't think, I mean, then again, I may have seen a couple more, but I see the first two are the only ones I really remember. Um, my relationship with Hellraiser is that my dad had it on VHS um, and I was just fascinated by the box art, just almost like, what the hell is that then? What's going on with his boat race? What's going on with this guy's head? Can't believe it. That looks painful. Is that real? That sort of thing. Um, used so used get, to look... At school, you used to get those wooden boards that had loads of nails in them for you to do like art things with elastic bands on. I used to think, mate, yeah. think, it's like that. If you fell on that, you'd turn into Pinhead. You turn into bloody Pinhead, yeah. Um, and obviously from watching the documentary, um, Leviathan, I've learned a lot about the making of that that movie. Um, I don't know how I feel in terms of it feeling Clive Barker because there's something about the world sort of Clive Barker's fiction is in, not just films, but I don't know, obviously like the books. There's this sort of like grimy, like genuinely a bit stinky and disgusting and sexy and... This one, this feels quite glossy in terms of a, a Hellraiser. Like I think the original movie in that attic, you feel like you walk in there and you'd know what it'd stink. There'd be like flies, there'd be like gunk. The floor would be sticky. Yeah, you'd uh, go in there. Go, Frank... oh, oh, it seems like a wanker's nightmare up here. Don't <laughs> come in here, all right? <laughs> it's bloody disgusting. Um, it feels there's something about Clive Barker's. I'm obviously like Nightbreed, for example, and Books of Blood and everything like that. There's something about it. We should have Luke Condor here today because he is essentially the Clive Barker. Um... He is a Cenobite this week. He's poorly. That one. <laughs> he's a Cenobite. He's a Cenobite called Poorly. Called Poorly comes um... out and then, oh, that little box. It's a box of tissues in it because he's got he's got cold. He's he's, he's so excited he's when he's about. <laughs> he does the little configuration and the little bit opens. Another up one comes out and then like a, a different tissue. one comes out. You can pull out tissues to blow his Like nose. an aloe vera, a balsam one comes out. Lovely, oh. soft on the nose. Um, it's the sinus configuration. I put it on. I, I've not read as much Clive Barker's obviously probably as Luke has and I've seen obviously just a handful of the films but there's something about it. You know how like you watch something Stephen King and there's a vibe, there's a flavour, there's an atmosphere, there's, it's almost like it probably would be impossible, but you feel like you could watch or read. You could read a paragraph or you could watch five minutes of something. You go, this you feels could, very Stephen know them. King. You're right. Like Stephen yeah. King has, uh, there's a certain aspect, you know, you already pulled it up. There's in Stephen King, you'll get horrible bullies in RL Stein. People don't get on with their siblings in, in what's his name? Robert zombie. Everyone's horrible. No one, everyone's family is horrible to him. Like every dad in the world is an abuser. In Clive <laughs> yeah. Barker, in Clive Barker stuff, I feel like the thing is none of the lights work properly. 
if a light does work, it makes a buzzing noise and you think it's going to yeah. break any time. But the lights work properly. Every Everything's kind of sticky and like like B, there's B, BDSM lever and chains and stuff, but not not in a way that you'd ever really want to get involved in, you know, in a way that you're like, bloody hell, that yeah, comes, there's no, comes sharp. There's no there's no tantalization in that sense. Oh, maybe that would feel all right, actually. But no, horrible. Yeah. It feels well, like I think... it feels like those fellas in hell feel like they've peaked with the the thing that they do is hooks and chains. Mm. It feels like a brand of a brand of of horror that like the only thing I can think of this kind of similar it reminds me of like Silent Hill in a way where like everything's kind of rusty and unclean and you know if you're in that world I would I'd be always always looking where I was going to step and I think the point I'm trying to make is this film feels a lot more glossy and yeah American Americanized I guess and that is the only thing I mean I overall I think it's a success. But I think the only thing I took away from it was that it felt like that a bit, grime. A bit, a bit cleaner. Like it feels like even though there's some horrible stuff going on, there probably is a quiet corner where you could have a sit down. I feel like... Yeah, because it happens in, in, in loads classic... of like really lush looking interiors as well, yeah. like a nice house, um, lovely, lovely shiny floor. Yeah, I feel like there'd still be places you could sit. Whereas in the... <laughs> whereas in original recipe Hellraiser, there's no way you can put a drink down, let alone... No, let alone anywhere where you could like sit down. You'd have to, you'd have to There's hope you're wearing a coat, but you didn't mind getting dirty. You put that down first before you sit anywhere. There's a bit in the original Hellraiser where it's suggested that a man who has been let, lured back to be a victim of Frank is going to have sex with um, I can't remember what her name is, main character lady, lovely hair. Evelyn. Um, he's going to have. He's going to have. Se- yeah, yeah, it is the same actress. Her name isn't Evelyn, but no. <laughs> oh my god! In my head, they look the same. Um, uh, also, I've, ne- I've never seen more of a glow up from movie one to movie two than than that particular character. I don't know if it's just a hairstyle, but in the second film, I was like, Jesus Christ, who's that? Same character. Spend a bit of a time it's, as a skinless uh, corpse, and it really does the world for you. Claire Higgin, Julia, Julia, Julia. But th- but there's a bit in the first one when they're like, let's lie down and have sex on this horrible. You'd get splinters in your ass. And you know the guy, I mean? and that... the guy seems up for it before he gets bashed with Emma. He's like, he goes, "Go on, really go on then. I'll get down so, to that floor." Yes. Yeah, yeah. Guess I don't actually want to do any sleeping like you would in a bed. Yeah, but still, yeah, but no, still. no. You, yeah. And I also feel like the sort of main character being like an addict of sorts. It almost felt like I don't know. It felt like I, I expected that, and it didn't. There was something about it that didn't feel too, didn't feel unexpected, and that's kind of sometimes when, especially with a new take on something, you kind of think, "Oh, I wonder where I'm going to go with this." And as soon as it was like an addict, I was like, "Okay, easy target for the old Cenobites, isn't it?" Really? Yeah, I think as well the Cenobites. What you have to, what I quickly learned from watching a few of these movies in succession is that they're pretty fast and loose with these rules. At one point, he's like, "Ah, it's actually." When the when the girl from the asylum in number two act, summons them, old Pinhead comes out and he goes, uh, "Actually, it's uh, it's desire and not hands that summon us." So she's all right, actually, if you if you don't mind. Yeah. But other times, if you're the person, like you just blow on that box and it goes off. Is like, ah, summoned? Sorry, chains. 
There are there are some things I don't quite understand as well. Like especially again, we can't really judge this film on the same merits as the others because I think the rules are all over the place. First of all, I'm not always entirely sure that everybody can see the Cenobites at all times, or whether they just choose as and when that that you can see them or someone can see them. Occasionally, I feel like can just one person see them and no one else can, or can everybody? Uh, there's that, and also, spoiler incoming. I ain't getting on board with the fact that of all the victims the puzzle bots can have, I'm not getting on board with the fact that oh you could one you can just choose one of the Cenobites to be the victim. <laughs> yeah, this bit. my bullet point when we get to that part of that plot is loopholed. <laughs> yeah, I'm going absolutely not. There's no way. And then you go. <laughs> it kind of defeats the purpose. Again, we'll say this one more time. Spoilers for this for this new film that you may not have got to watch yet. Listen to us talk about it if you don't care about spoilers or you're not going to watch it. But I think it's worth watching. Save it. If not, save it and come back after you've seen it. But yeah, that, the and I don't know if this happens. Maybe this is a hell world rule, Ben. Maybe this comes in on one of the films I haven't seen yet. But I feel like if 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 the thing about you being a target for the Cenobites now is that you were cut by the box rather than you chose to do it then you just it's just like an accidental thing isn't it it's like oh hmm. you've been nicked on that and then why is it a box why isn't it a knife because that would be a lot better for just cutting people with but then also it's like oh what's that you cut yourself did you yeah we're gonna take you now are you unless you just choose someone else all right then but only if you're the only if you're the person that we have arbitrarily decided we're interested in seeing what wishes you'll make so yeah, you, you will cut. Well, actually, you will cut you loads of slack. Actually, <laughs> but we'll come and say, "Oh, we we could get you now, unless you want to choose someone else." And even yeah. then, like when she says no, they then like you know they have the bit behind the gate where it's like, "Oh, oh, oh I might get you. I'm coming really slowly. Yeah, unless you do something about it now." Three, two, <laughs> one and a half, one and a quarter, and it's like, yeah, he's. Yeah. <laughs> They, it's a they, bit. They cut. They bit. cut her a lot of slack. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I mean, I'll just I'll just read out the scores we've got so far. So obviously, it's not been out for long. So probably not a chance to have a really good cross section in terms of uh, how it's scoring across the board. But it's got six point two on IMDb, three point two on Letterboxd, sixty eight percent critic score, sixty four percent audience score. Um, some choice reviews on Letterboxd. White Davis says. I love how horny and weird and gross it is and how it leans into the metaphysical lore. It's a great addition to slash reboot of the franchise. But then only three stars. Seems like a lot of positive stuff there, but only three stars. Mm. Being a very uh, stingy with your stars there. Okay. Uh, Justice Hepburn says, the Cenobites are fun. Everything else is kind of dull, but a fucked up monster hottie talking about how cool it is to do torture goes a long way for me. Again, three stars. Um, And then Cenobite, how Cenobite got a letterboxed account? Four stars says... Sort well, of they like would, wouldn't early... they? <laughs> they bloody would. Sort of like an early Dark Castle produced Hellraiser. Set design, particularly Voight's house, feels extremely House on Haunted Hill and 13 Ghosts. Ad- addiction micro-narrative was uninterested, but that's fine. Larger issue is that nothing felt really erotic or even remotely transgressive. I mean, there's a lot of good points there. Like Dark Castle produced Hellraiser, didn't really think of it, but the whole third act is kind of like um, all takes place in in one 
in in one location. And obviously that was kind of what made Hellraiser, the 1987 version, very unique, is it just took place in what felt like a very small... It's it's set in the UK as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's mostly Um, just like that sort of three-bed semi that they're doing. Three-bed semi, yeah. And there's that one set in... There's that one scene in the pet shop. Oh, yeah. Big scene where, in the pet where, shop. Where he eats those... Where he eats them crickets. The guy... You know, the guy that's not in it for the entire film, but then is a dragon skeleton at the end. Him. <laughs> that dude. Uh, oh, you, you should watch a documentary if you want to find out about how and why that dragon skeleton came together. <laughs> they just add it. <laughs> They're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we got dragon skeleton coming together. Um, apparently, some guy got sent out with like $30 to buy any a skull of anything to make to make this thing. And he found like a dragon. <laughs> antelope, I think it's like an antelope or something like that. Or something. Um, anyway, so yeah, I kind of, it made me kind of think, ah, oh, if this whole film just took part, took place in one house, you know, I kind of, I liked the those bits where the Cenobites can kind of get trapped, but also like they seem to appear and disappear whenever they want. So that supernatural element of them, see, why is it limited suddenly when there's like, oh, this door's shut. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, feel, yeah, sorry, I am it, trapped now. <laughs> it, it feels a bit, it feels a bit mad, inconsistent. Yeah. We can and teleport said, like, into a van, but we oh, like, behind can't this... get out of this gate. Even if you just turn your head sideways, you probably get through those gaps in the in the gate. Nah, it's gonna be a no from me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there are inconsistencies. I don't know how I feel about the main character in terms of, I don't know, like. Am I supposed to genuinely f- f- like understand her plight and feel? I'm not sure. I feel like we pick up with her at such a point in the story that you know she's already gone through the twelve step program and now she's like clean essentially. Um, that I don't know that when she starts being not clean, unclean again, you're almost a bit like, ah, oh, for God's sake, you've blown it. Um, you've bloody blown it. To, for me, I think we'll we'll finish off thematically overall for me i think the most interesting things were the two ends of the seriousness spectrum like i liked it when it goes full-on horror and we get the the cenobites i thought their design was really good i like it that they're they've almost gone beyond the 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 i guess the commercial and the real world um kind of almost fetish stuff that they have anymore because they don't really have leather outfits on anymore they've got flayed skin that kind of makes yeah flayed skin or it looks like a a butcher's apron yeah made of skin yeah they've got like they've all of their clothes it appears to be made out of skin like it isn't just oh i'm a spooky bloke with with a full set of leathers that i got from hell are Um, you are you uh are you one of the cenobites or are you from nine inch nails in 1999 well who knows nobody knows could be either um maybe both can be two things but yeah so i like <laughs> i like that side but the other side of it was i liked the the light bits i like the stuff with the, the nice normal relationship with the characters i like the bit we get in a very early scene where a main character and a boyfriend are having sex and they come out and then oh you're having mexican food night and you all heard us having sex now we're all a bit embarrassed i like that stuff and I like That's the order you want to do it in, though. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to have Mexican food and then have sex. Nah. Nah. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of. I mean, there, there was like 
when he said about there's no eroticism in there, I mean, there's like people having sex, characters having sex and that, but there's no like real eroticism from the point of view of the Cenobites. And also like, I think the performance of uh, Jamie Clayton as the hell priest, AKA pinhead, I guess. Yeah. It's, it says, it says priestess, doesn't it? It doesn't say pinhead, even though looking doesn't at say her, pinhead, no. what, looking at her, I'd, I'd go with pinhead. I'd go with pinhead. Yeah. Pinhead, I'm the priestess actually. Obviously, oh, like in the hell in the Hellbound Heart, I don't think the word Cenobites was ever mentioned, and also the fact that um Pinhead was like sort of androgynous and not really sort of didn't wasn't a particular gender. So I mean, in terms of that, that's fine, that's great. I don't know how I felt about this performance though. I feel like it's there's something about Doug is it Doug Bradley? Douglas Bradley. Doug Bradley, yeah. His performance. He still kind of looks human, right? And something about him still looking human makes his performance feel that much more like like vicious and there's something about it. His his horrible discolored teeth and his like I mean, I think he's got like contacts in, but something about he still kinda looks human. Whereas I think something about this pinhead, this priestess, is a bit like slow moving. Um I like the voice. I think the voice is great. Um but I don't know. In terms of threat, I don't know. Douglas Bradley's version of Pinhead, I always found, I mean, looks absolutely amazing. And I think, as I think all the Cenobites do, I think they all look great. Um, but yeah, in terms of threat, until one of them, the one behind you, starts sprinting, that was probably the only time I was like, oh, watch out. Here they come. <laughs> look out, they get the strings after you and all. Um, Whereas I think with the original Cenobites, that you feel that threat, they all they have to do is just like slowly move into shot. And... I, I feel like in this one it's going to feel like a real subtle thing because I think you're right. I think Jamie Clayton's performance of it is brilliant. For me personally it felt like and there's there's a part of it, this is built into the law that these Cenobites are puppets or servants of this god that they serve right? You know, it, she is mm. she's the old man at the end of The Last Crusade telling someone that they chose poorly or wisely Whereas mm. even in the first Hellraiser, Doug Bradley's version of Pinhead gets a character of its own. And mm. it, it, you feel like he is someone who has a role in the bigger law. He has a job in hell and he does this thing and he enforces the rules and things. But he also has some personality. He's got big speak to the manager energy, I've told you. But it, but he, he has he gets to put in a little bit of character to it whereas the lines um jamie clayton is given feels like it is the mouthpiece for a for a god it is saying yeah. uh, it, is, yeah. it is saying it is saying the scriptures and it is saying the you know the the matter of fact things about it um i would have liked to see her get more chance to put up some of her own character do that a little bit yeah. and maybe add some of it a little bit more i'm glad they didn't try to humanize her because i think that was the stuff that didn't work for me so much in in Hell Hellraiser Two, um, when they tried to like go, oh, you know that Pinhead who has only been established in a, pretty much the last fifteen minutes of the original movie. Yeah, did you know he was a soldier? This what, bloke, what? Just a bloke, and I'm always like, what? And then they show him with his like uh, receding hairline and his little, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. It kind of ruins it for me a little bit. I'm like, well, why? I want, I kind of want to know why he's this mouthpiece of the Leviathan. Why he's this hell priest essentially and he just looks like a sort of normal bloke 
I'd rather he was evil in real life, um, real evil. And then when he became a Cenobite, he just carried on doing what he was doing, essentially. I guess they just um, maybe change your mind about stuff, though, as well. Because, you know, I think you could be into some pretty weird stuff, but then not think, oh, I'll tell you what, I reckon the next level of this is whack a load of pins in my head. Might be all right. Whack a load of pins. One, one, a design choice that is good is that those pins that are in the head of um, the Hell Priest, Jamie Clayton, seem to all be involved in the design of the other Cenobites in some way. It seems like it's a key thing to like uh, their coming of coming of age in terms of being a Cenobite. Like, oh, you want to be a Cenobite, do you? Get all these pins, you know, in your neck, pulling your flayed skin apart um, in some sort of pattern on your body. They all seem to be is there like some consistency there? Whereas yeah. in the original, it kind of just felt like, would you not be cool? Pins in the head. Whereas with this one, you've it got some like pins. It. You, your big old nemesis face. You, uh, yeah. you've got like a, you've got an open throat. You, you're a big fat man with Doctor Robotnik glasses. Like you can, you can choose. Like, you can whereas these ones have, you, you're right. Like a consistent design, consistent theme. Tell you what, Ben. Spoilers for Bloodlines again. You'll never guess what Pinhead's got in that one. Got himself a dog. Oh, really? There's a there's a there's a Cenobite dog. I don't know how a dog. I mean, that puzzle is really easy. A dog appears to have found a way to open the puzzle box. <laughs> yeah, just sniffed it. Oh my god, it looks a bit like uh, the thing from Ghostbusters. Yeah, he's got a little, a little hell, bit. Got a Hellraiser dog. Nasty, wow. <laughs> yeah, or or maybe like you've done the puzzle box and then your dog's trying to protect you from the Cenobites and they've gone, you know what? We'll have him as well. Get him, get him, get some pins in him. Get him to hell. I mean, make them the worst. Dog. They've obviously tortured a poor dog as well. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, this film is still good. I think a lot of the stuff where the Cenobites are slowly being introduced, the puzzle box is slowly being, slowly working out what it does. Some of the lore and some of the ideas behind and around, uh, what's his name? Volt. Voigt. Roman Voigt. Yeah. The fact that he's kind of obsessed with the puzzle box and he's got this plan, big nefarious plan. Um, oh, he's gone missing. I was like, oh, well, I wonder when he's going to turn back up then. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's I mean, that was all, <laughs> he was that never was all pretty again. interesting. <laughs> the design, the design of the mansion at the end is cool, and but yeah, there's a lot of. I don't know if you noticed this. How often? I'm not going to say this film necessarily. Do you remember the third movie ends with like all all the Cenobites are descended upon the main character? What's going to happen? Just do the puzzle box a bit, and it'll help you somehow. Yeah, <laughs> even though do it backwards. It seems to be the... Oh, I'll just do the puzzle box. Oh, some blue lightning came out and killed you. It feels like there's no real resolution at any point to any of it. It's like the Cenobites come out; they need to kill people. Fair enough. They don't go. They never seem to go. We're satisfied with all the people we've killed. Goodbye. They always get their comeuppance in some sort of way, usually in the in terms of blue lightning. Yeah, hubris. Um, they hang about too long, and then they get they get cubed. Yeah. Um. Okay. So who have we got in this? So we've got the the main actress is Odessa Azion. She plays Riley, the young addict. Um. Jamie Clayton, obviously, is a hell priest, leader of the Cenobites. Adam Faison and uh, Brandon Flynn are Matt and Colin. Matt's the brother. Uh, Matt is. Uh, sorry, Colin is. Matt's boyfriend. There's a character called, and I don't mean disrespect um this character. There's a young lady character in it. 
<laughs> Honestly, at one point I was like, hang on a minute, who's that? I don't remember it. <laughs> and I think it's just because she got like little to no. She didn't really get much to do. I think she was there from the start. Is but it when she no- turned Nora, up, Nora, like, who gets just, just, yeah. she's the roommate. The roommate. The roommate. the roommate. Who gets when she when she turned up at the house? I was genuinely like, who's that? I don't remember that person. But yeah, she was there in the roommate, and then uh, Drew Starkey is Trevor, who was like Riley's boyfriend. Met in the twelve step program. Program. He's like leading her astray essentially because he's like. 12 stuff program right yeah 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 got you i was at addiction for you yeah pretty bad yeah do you want to go on the rob <laughs> do you want to go, go on the rob do you want to go robin rob some treasure boxes all right yeah and then we well, got some, a lot of people a lot of people playing center bites um including can you do you know do you know much of their names obviously got the chatterer do you know any of the other names i've got them listed about, uh, here but i've, I've seen i've seen the gasp um gasp yeah i i and then there's the the asphyx <laughs> that's the one behind you, I guess. The one with yeah, the a, big lung problems. There's all that. The, the one who needs her ass fixed. I would have thought. I would have thought the gasp because I wrote down as I, I was giving them names myself as they went through. So there was, I had Wheezy, Stingray, <laughs> Stingray. Well, I don't <laughs> like the shit. The shit seven dwarves. Yeah, Wheezy, <laughs> Wheezy, Stingray, Pinhead, Wheezy, Sneezy, Breezy, Stingray, Gasp. Uh, the Weeper is one of them. Don't fear the Weeper. <laughs> Don't worry about that one. Um, yeah, Chatter is in it again. Yeah, it's the Chatter old, is in it, the but old... far more chattery than usual, I think. Yeah, he's got more chattery. Can't, can't shut him up. And can't then... shut him up. I think before he was a bit like do a bit of chattering, and I'll shut up for the majority. He's constantly chattering. And there's Beetle, and there's <laughs> there's Big Bad Beetle. Beetle. Yeah, Beetle it's, it's got like pointy shoulders. And like a little ah, beetle, yeah. Mouth and goes, oh yeah, yeah, beetle. Here's a weird one. I'd like no jaw. That one, yeah. jawless. Um, and then yeah. Gor- Goran Viznich is Roland Voigt, the charismatic businessman. Um, and obviously there are some other minor characters as well, especially in the opening scene, which is in this lovely house. There's like a big, um, modern mansion. Reminds me of what was what, what end? Do you remember the end of Hellraiser where they were like, oh, we built a hotel here now. Oh, the, the end, end of three, the right? end of Hellraiser three, where the guy oh, yeah. now they're gone forever, but they built a house in Hellraiser box style. Yeah, it looks the same. It reminds me of that in a that way. That building comes um, back again in four Ben. Does it in space? The building goes up to space. No, um, no, it's just in it's in the modern section, and then it goes to space later. That's all right. Uh, okay, I got you. So in this, there's there is a mansion which is kind of reminiscent of that a little bit, not like. All the decor isn't exactly the same as the box, but you know there's some bits which are like sort of modern. There's a sort of skylight thing which has got this sort of pattern on it, um, and it seems like this is like what orgy house. Yeah, he's having a lovely party, isn't he? There's a lovely party. It says sex worker Joey. I didn't get that from the main character. I just thought he was a man attending this party somehow. Yeah, I mean, um, I didn't, but maybe, I didn't ask but maybe his been hired. Maybe he's a sex worker. Yeah. Yeah, and then he meets an older lady at the bar. She seems well up for it. She's, she goes, let's go over here in a bit. And uh, yeah, but when he walks in, it's just like uh, what looks like, I don't know, a museum. <laughs> There's like a museum with things on plimps and, you know, you wouldn't walk in there and go, I'm going to get laid in this room. You walk in there and go, sorry, what? Well, I mean, what what Joey does is go, Price looking artifacts on um on plinths. I have a fiddle with that, I reckon. 
have a little fiddle with it. So this, so it is the puzzle box, but it's already gone for a few stages at this point, isn't it? So obviously it starts off as as the as the cube, but then it goes into like some sort of geometric shape, and then yeah. eventually the final stage of it is where it looks like a the Sims looks like a little thing that goes above a Sims head. Yeah, yeah, like a, what would you say that is? Like a little little diamond. Diamonds are forever. Yeah, looks anyway. Looks a bit sharp. Yeah, he just he, he's twisting it about and he's having a muck about with it. He's he's breathed on it, so he's making massive progress already. Uh, and and then Mister Voigt comes in and surprises him. He goes, "Oh, let me down." He goes, "Oh no, they keep keep fucking about with it if you like." He goes, "All right, I will." He twists keep it about. about with that if you want. Yeah, gives him a little poke in the finger, and <laughs> before he can even call Watchdog. Tell you what happens, well, that, but he, it, but he it chains just, turn up. It don't just give him a poke in the finger. I think it pretty much just stabs him through the hand. It, it does. It stabs him. Yeah, big, oh, uh, big, big sharp thing comes out the side. He's like, You'd be annoyed, wouldn't you? you? Go, why don't you tell me that, you bastard? <laughs> yeah, woman out. It, did, did it come sharp? Do you think? It comes it comes ever so sharp. It does, and he goes, oh. And he, he's, well, I would swear, but I can't. Ooh, I've been, I've been polite it. company with this posh party, so he's mm. he's he's there, like you know, sucking the blood. So oh, get us a get us a plaster, will you? And Mister Voigt doesn't give him a plaster. He goes, ha, got you, Cenobites. Yeah, it's an elastoplast. Oh yeah, so he says, if I finish, if I oh, if I do this puzzle box, do I get a prize? And he goes, I do. He doesn't doesn't question him on that. Doesn't go. Oh well, carry what on. Do you mean carry on and finish it then, shall I? Carry fucking about with it. So it's yeah, like, no, this so is I like... won't bother. Cheers. <laughs> Another thing that Cenobites seem to do is like a, a little portal doorway opens. It looks like whenever you look into it, it looks like the labyrinth. Um, there's a little worm on the on the wall or something, <laughs> but it always looks like that when it opens. I guess a labyrinth in there. I ain't going in. And yeah, some chains come out. Um, if another bit this was reminiscent of i think i mentioned it in the trailer when he sort of grabs onto the plinth and he's getting like sucked off that way slapped off into hell slipped off into hell reminded me of the bit uh when the velociraptors attacked that bloke at the start of the first movie yeah park shooter (laughs) yeah old muldoon will be there shouting but he doesn't get chance to because he gets he gets chained and um voight kind of shouts up to the heavens um excuse us I uh, demand an audience. I we demand guess. an audience with. Does he say Leviathan at this point? Because this, this is the thing. I don't think Leviathan, in terms of this hell god, is mentioned in the first movie. Not specifically, at least. I might be. I might be incorrect. I think it's only Hellbound where we start to hear about that, and then obviously eventually see it. So, in terms of the lore, in terms of the Hellraiser lore, they've gone straight in with the old Leviathan. And also, this if this is the final configuration of it, we're led to believe he's obviously killed or sacrificed at least four or five people up to this point. Yeah, he's been um, amongst it this whole time, just getting people. And it seems it seems like he's doing it, just hosting parties and going. At some point. If you see someone looking a bit lonely, send send them on down, right? Send them on down my way, and uh, if they don't turn up again later, don't don't ask any questions. And his workers again? Do they have to be particularly good at puzzles? Nah. nah. Oh no! If you've got, got someone, experience doing puzzles, someone who turns up at this party that looks like they'll fiddle with an unattended box, then send them. Send them. In. Have you got anyone here at this party who could open um, a tin of soup? With the little ring pool thing, do you reckon they could do that? Probably, yeah. That, they're ideal. 
Probably yeah. most of them. Yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll do it. It's, e- it's as easy as that. Um, and then it cuts to like six years later, which I was a bit like, what? What? Took him ages. Um, um, and me- so it's Riley and Matt, and obviously when you mentioned this, them getting it on, and when they le- when they come out. Uh, they go. We've got, we've got a load of Mexican food here ready for you. I've made you a quesadilla, but it's yeah, like yeah. you were getting tea's ready. Been shouting you for ages. It's gonna be cold. Shouting you for ages. Sounds like you're having a great time in there. What are you doing? Oh, oh okay. Well, sorry. I, I asked awful. if you. I, I asked. Like I asked you. Like I clearly said <laughs> dinner's ready. You come in. I heard you say yes, so I plated up. You, I heard you even say you're coming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so. There's a skin on your suit. Oh, fucking hell. There's a skin on your suit. I mean, ever... Mexican suit. Yeah, like salsa a... verde. Yeah, there's a skin there's on a... your salsa verde. There's a skin on your salsa verde over here. You know, you know, I know how much you ate that. Your guac's um, so all obviously... congealed. Oh. And the guac. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> These refried beans have to be re refried at this rate. In fucking ages. <laughs> These refried beans are gonna have to be re refried. I'm still laughing about your guac's all congealed. Yeah, I told you. I, I told you. I'm getting. I'm going to the doctor's in the morning. <laughs> so they're they're livid, but actually they're not. They're all right. They're. How, how many, the... There's so many people living in this tiny flat as well. This cost yeah. of living crisis is hitting. This is. is hitting the US. I, I've actually put this up here. The real hell. Of uh, of the cost of living and 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 you know having to having to house share. Oh, but her boyfriend's got a place, you know what I mean. So like, but then clearly Matt doesn't it doesn't approve of the boyfriend. I guess it's because they met on the in the twelve step program, and they're thinking two addicts together recovering, probably not good for either of them. You know, um, again a bit probably a bit of a cliche outlook, but you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, no good. So it's okay, it's okay. Matt, so your sister's recovered, but this guy, piece of shit, I'd write him off yeah, immediately. Don't give him another chance. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, although they do, they do. Maybe he was willing to give him that chance. They did offer to plate him up some Mexican, and he goes, "Yeah, uh, no go. thanks. I've got to, I've got to go." And they're like, "All right, all right." There's nothing more I ate than Mexican. He goes, oh, well, Mexican food. All right, don't you dare. Is <laughs> that like, okay? That's the thing about first impressions, isn't it, mate? You only get to make one. So fuck you. I ate you now. I'm gonna slide yeah, you off the second you Um and he does, and he goes, Oh, really? You're doing that? So she she basically just says, Oh, he had, she has a row with her brother, and then he tells that that's this is maybe one of my favorite bits of the film where she's having a row saying you've really got to get your life together, you need to start putting some money in for the rent cost of living crisis and all that. And then he tells his roommate off because they've like turned the TV down to turn listen. the TV down to he listen turned to the, the telly down to listen to us row and they're like no, turn it back up. Don't want to, don't want to miss it. To be fair, do you? If there's yeah. an argument in the street, you want to hear it. As long as it's not going to a place of um, abuse or violence. If it's just a minor, <laughs> if it's just a minor disagreement, it's that's really loud. Absolutely fantastic to listen, listen to. So I'll tell you get what, that, get that t- put that TV on pause. Yes. Yeah, so, oh no, no, I haven't it. turned it down. I've paused it. I watched, watch the cube later. Thanks. Watch the cube later. Foreshadowing. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so uh, not sure what happens after that. I think they leave, and that is when. So she there's she, more. She goes. She goes off out. Goes to see a boyfriend who's just left. Go. I'll go around yours then. I guess. Yeah, but I'm and leaving goes, first. All right. 
Um, so she goes back round to see him, and he goes, "Oh, cool. Do you fancy going robbing?" She's like, <laughs> "Yeah. Do you fancy going on the rob?" He basically yeah. says, "Like, look, how how would you feel if there was an opportunity to get a, a lovely bit of money in your pocket with little to no effort?" And he explains that he's been doing deliveries at this um, storage warehouse. Um, he knows the code, so it's not going to be breaking in. We're just going to be en- just going to be entering the breaking and entering bit. We're just entering. It's fine. Yeah, entering. That's the that's the least that's the least criminal part. Yeah. Um. And there's something in there. It's basically like a Russian doll of boxes <laughs> that is in this storage warehouse. So yeah, they got they got. She doesn't seem to take much convincing. She seems to be unsure, but like I guess she's at that point in life where she's a bit like, well. You know, things aren't going so well. A little bit of money in my pocket. No questions asked. Brother wants life works, money. unfortunately. Cost of living crisis. He wants some money. Oh, so. yeah. Rent money. Oh, yeah. That's, that's it. Rent money. Um, There's 19 of them living in one tiny little two-bedroom place. It's like well, the Bucket family. You got, it's like the... Yeah, it's probably loads of them. It's ridiculous. They've got the grandparents. They've got the four sets of grandparents in one bed. <laughs> they got, not like they got the king-size king, king bed. In the Top middle, of the, tail. middle of the living room, eating cabbage water every day. It's real bad. It's real bad for him. What's that golden ticket? Straight out of bed. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> the hell race. The hell race of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory crossover. <laughs> uh, <laughs> little so yeah, was like Cenobites. Oh, that would be good. Oh, the Cenobites doing like... little songs. Oh. You're going to hell. Do, 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 do. What do you get when you solve the configuration box? The chains what? come out and they take you to hell. What do you get when you're wrapped up in chains? Lots of pleasure and a bit of pain. Do, do, do. Yeah, what a pretty time. Much no, pretty much no pleasure in this film, it seems. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's what not It's not really. It's not when you guzzle down, sweets. Um, so yeah they go to this storage where it's peeing down with rain and it's a bit of a disappointing thing really because first of all they open this huge like storage big storage unit then a storage container then a safe now you'd see a safe and you go well that's it can't get into that see you later but no for some reason riley just keeps smashing it with a with a with a sledgehammer and and breaks the mechanism off then they get in and in there is a wooden box and in there wooden box some skeletons live. Wooden box. <laughs> Some skeletons live, yeah. It's not skeletons. It is a tiny little box. And it's proper disappointing, isn't it? Because Trevor's proper like, whatever, isn't it? You can have that. Oh, how much is it going to be worth? Don't know. We'll take it to a pawn shop. That pawn shop guy off the TV. It's worth one rent. You can, yeah, you, you'll be able to cover it's that. It's one rent token, all right? One rent token. Uh, And then when she goes home, like all wet, First of all, she makes a lot of noise. I was she's like taking her boots off, but you'd think she was trying to stomp on a on hundred cockroaches. That would annoy yeah. me. That's, that's always does, the way there. Didn't, didn't she have a little little toddy to help her get through the the nervousness of doing Robin? Yeah, just, yeah. I think yeah so. Oh yeah, she has a little a little swig. This is the thing. She's a drug addict, but I don't know whether it's one of the, if she's gone through the twelve step program if she's completely sober or she's just off the drugs. So I almost don't know. Is having a little swig? Is that, is that is already that breaking? Well, the brother, the... the brother does tell her off for being drunk because she comes in and does drunk going in, trying to be extra quiet. You know, sneaking. Even I, even I was over like, the top tiptoeing. Even I was like, he's overreacting a bit. Jesus comes out, he goes, "You're pretty drunk, are you?" Just like, yeah, no. I get what? 
You absolute fucking twats. Yeah, he has a go. He has a go. So she storms out. Well, actually, Chuck's right, doesn't he? She goes, go on. Off your fuck. Go on. Yeah, off your fuck. Middle of the night, uh, pissing down. Get out. I don't care. I'm in a state of undress. I ain't chasing after you. Get and yourself out there. Isn't um, the brother's boyfriend, is he outside? Is he punching a dart or something like that? Because he has a chat to her just before she leaves. I can't remember, actually. She does She does proper running away from home anyway. She might as well have like a stick with a little handkerchief yeah. on the end. Yeah, tied up with a little bindle of clothes. It looks like she's just gonna spend the night in in her car, which you know, it's gotta be done sometimes. But then halfway through, she decides, you know what? Instead of doing that, I'm gonna take some drugs. Yeah, I'm gonna I guess blast a few of these pills and then go to the playground and do a puzzle box. Doesn't even mention what 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 kind of drug she's taking. Is it like some sort of hallucinogen or? I mean, they look like skipped? they look like smints. To be honest, <laughs> little metal yeah, container, I mean, they, they that, are, little little, 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 metal, little metal also, container that you keep in the car. They are like little little breath mints. Twelve step program, and you're keeping drugs in your car. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if it was a, uh, you know, first of all, I was like, is she just on the on the Xanax or something, or is she, uh, is she on the on the harder stuff? Oh, they're, well, then they're, they're nondescript pills, aren't they? So it's it like... feels like that. It feels like Hollywood does a lot with like it's a severe drug addiction, and then it's like just some un oh, nondescript like little horrid, white pills, horrid drugs, horrid drugs that make her. She's out of it. She's taking the. Or... She's out of it. Yeah, look I at her. Like... You see, you be like left turn, right turn, brick wall. Ah, freaked <laughs> out. I feel like something that is. Gr- horrible and grimy and and scary and disgusting like hellraiser have have there been any like heroin addicts in the in the hellraiser movies and there's a point i I mean there must have been i've not seen all of them but you know what i've just seen an episode of uh, of the midnight club that has actual needle drug use which you know no one a lot of people Mm. don't like needles you could have you yeah, I was that. thinking that would have been suitable for this. Or maybe world. is this one because we're because Riley's our hero effectively? Do you just reckon they went for nondescript pills because that doesn't turn some of the audience against her? Maybe. Yeah, it's... but I, I I genuinely almost think that the having the lead actress is just someone struggling with addi- addiction as well. I don't know. If it, as I said, I felt like there were no surprises in that for me. It felt like a very easy route for this film to necessarily go down. And maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just depends what mood I'm in. You know, what hell raises this? Oh, she's a drug addict. Oh, come on, think of something I mean, else. I mean, especially because of the way that the Cenobites work could have tied in that maybe she's addicted to risky wanks or things like that. That you know could have fed into the whole strangle wanks. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the whole eroticism side of it was pretty much absent, apart from the fact that her, her and her and Trevor seem to enjoy themselves as anyone does. But that's kind of it. There's no like, it's almost like the the Hellraiser franchise has this kind of weird, risky, kind of wrong attitude towards sex. So when you think about Julia and Frank, it was like extra mar- marital. That's how you describe something that's yeah. Having an affair, isn't she it? Had, she had, she had, she had an affair, and then she escalated to bashing folk with hammers. Yeah, she had an affair, but like, she, it was such an obsession. It was an obsession of the flesh, if you like. Like, they didn't love each other. A flesh, they just, almost. Like, they just like fucking each other. And obviously, when at Frank's first choice, first opportunity, he killed her because he wanted, um, is it Kirsty? Kirsty yeah. instead. 
So that's the thing. It's like an obsession of the flesh, whereas this, like the the sex side of it, the flesh side of it, the the eroticism side of it, feels like it's kind of like mm, kind of there a bit in the background, but it's not front and center. And again, with the drug stuff, I felt like put this stuff front and center, so show the real gnarly side of of these human human yeah. desires, chasing human chasing obsessions. these highs and the things that they want, these experiences. So you're right. Um, but you know, she takes these generic pills and then thinks the only way to do this is to sit on a roundabout at the park and do a puzzle. If what it is, uh, if if she is taking some sort of hallucinogen, I'd hate to be spinning round. I mess you right up. I've had, a, I've had I've had one beer too many, and I had to put my foot out yeah. of bed on, out of bed onto the floor because it's spinning too much. The steadier, the steadier. And, and you know really what? Like... You know what? Well, my, my, be- my bed isn't turning round. No. Whereas in this, it is. It's uh, a horrible combination of that, right? Spinny head like that. Also, ears ringing because of the old loud music. Yeah, uh, yeah it's like and spinning. Uh, maybe like a bit of chili sauce and a kebab just just on your bottom yeah. lip. Oh, yeah. Um, you desperately need a glass of water because you know you're gonna feel rough in the morning, but you can't bring yourself to get up. Uh, it's bad times all around. Essentially, she's putting herself through all of those things. For a laugh, yeah, just so she, she can do a that. little puzzle box, and she just a puzzle um, box, but she's too quick for it. It's like doing the puzzle, doing the puzzle, and the puzzle spits out a little, little uh, spike to try and get her, like it did the, the boy at the party earlier. But she's too quick for it. See, it moves out the way. She's got ninja ref, uh, ninja. What word am I thinking of? Like ninja reflexes. reflexes. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, she's, she's got. Oh, she's got I... ninja ninja references. Oh yeah, she's great at being a ninja. I'll give it a reference. She was yeah, a great she... ninja for us for t- for ten years. <laughs> yeah, but she's got oh. ninja reflexes as well, and it's pretty much the box like goes. Because ah, fuck you! I've moved my hand out the way. Yeah. Unfortunately for her, um, the brother can't sleep. He's having a tell you what. He's having ever such. Obviously, at, the, know, at this point, it was such hot despite... and sticky night. He wakes up, he's covered in sweat. Good fucking hell. Yeah. Can't sleep, too warm. To be fair, though, he went straight back to sleep as soon as she left. I feel like I'd be, if you just had a raging argument, take you ages to get off to sleep. Also, <laughs> Riley does start seeing the Cenobites, despite the fact that the blade didn't get her. It's almost like just because she's fiddling around with the box, they're like, we're going to show ourselves. And as she's spinning around on the um thing, uh, th- there's a couple of good shots here where you kind of like see see the priestess, see, see Pinhead just briefly when she's sticking on the red, little sticking roundabout. Red, sticking her around the corner. Just sticking her around the roundabout. Have you ever seen videos of people on those little roundabouts and then people get like a, a motorbike and put, the, <laughs> put a bat wheel up against it and spin it around as fast as possible? Horrific. Could never end. It always ends exactly the way it should. Someone flying off. <laughs> someone, like horribly, someone horribly someone <laughs> horribly themselves. Like whenever you get a yeah. video of like adults at the playground when they're like on those little like those big things on the springs for for kids, oh, yeah. and so on. It's... Perfectly safe for someone of a child's weight to be on it, but basically, if you're an adult, it's either going to break or it's going to ricochet so hard that it like <laughs> basically knocks your crotch through into a different time. Yeah, or a little kid walks by and then just you crush them as they walk past. <laughs> um, so yeah, the centipedes are like showing themselves; they're appearing, and don't they, I think don't they appear to her and sort of say. 
Oh, you've done a bit of puzzle box. I know we didn't stab you, but you should choose another. As yeah, a they basically say, "Oh, take." Maybe that's what you have to do. Maybe that's part of it. If you do it without getting stabbed, then then you're the chosen one. Um, and yeah, they say, it's just a bit "I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what." So it's not going to be you. And then her heart disappears into like a void. Oh yeah, that was quite a good little shot, wasn't it? That was kind of like there was like a circle on her chest, and it kind of like went. Yep. Um, and then the brother, the brother wakes up to go. Oh, I'll tell you what, ever swat and sweaty now. Um, I'm going to go out and look for my sister. And oh yeah, you had a lovely little sleep. Did you feel good about yourself? Just well, I, right. Yeah, I've, but I, it's not that I've woken up for. I've woken up because I'm just too hot. It's too hot in this house. It's um, too hot. I hate it. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> he, he goes. He goes luckily, the him. first place he looks, he finds her. Um, yeah, I go to the playground. At the playground, uh, he's like, she should definitely be at the playground. She loves it there. Um, finds her. She's passed out. He, like, wakes her up. And then there's, like, a random, like, toilet block just here at the park. Oh, yeah, first thing he has to do is nick his hand on the thing. He goes, what's this box? Oh, oh, yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So he's like, up. what's this bloody box here? And then th- that box can't get enough of trying to stab people. No yeah. matter what you do to it, to pick it up, look at it wrong, the little blade's coming out. Yeah, and shank you. Oh, I've got... So he goes, tell you what, I'll nip to the... Even though I've come immediately from a house, I'll nip into this toilet block to clean up, and then we'll... Horrible old toilet block. Then we'll go home. Uh, I was like, oh, is he going to get... Looks like the toilet block from the Joker, when when he goes and starts turning into the Joker, doing his little dance. I thought he was going to start doing that. But, uh, yeah. He doesn't. He he doesn't actually see anything, does he? Does he see the priestess or any of the Cenobites in the mirror? No, so I think he just looks. The blood starts bubbling in the sink, and then one of the the like, little corridor opens up in the wall. The little labyrinth opens up, and then we cut back to Riley. She hears him scream, and she runs in to look for him. Where are you? You in this cubicle one? No. Oh, you must be in cubicle two. Nope. In that oh, case, simulation. No, not anyway. He's been slurped off, hasn't he? Absolutely vanished. Absolutely slurped right off. Um. And then they get the police involved. I think they get the police involved. Um, yeah. The police, and obviously the they just clearly right. take us then, have you? Take us then, have you? And they're like, oh, well, yes, but. What have you taken? I've taken three ibuprofen. You're only supposed to take two. All right, hands up. All right. Oh, yeah. Up. Ever so bad for your stomach. You'll get an ulcer if you're not careful. You hope you didn't take them on empty stomach, did you? Because you're not meant to. Oh, no, no, it's all right. I had, I, I had a steak bake earlier. Don't you worry about it. All right, then. All right, I'll let you off with a warning this time. But they obviously, they obviously, I'm think not going to help. I'm not going to help find you, brother. Though, so was... yeah, that's pretty much it. They think she's wrong, and I think like the boyfriend of Matt, and then they kind of want to help, but they're also like not listening to all of her stuff that she's saying about the box and the yeah, all of yeah, those. She's things. oh, it's a haunted box. There's horrible, there's horrible ghoulies in that. They've probably taken him actually. Yeah, because they say, oh, he went, he went. He went into the toilet cubicle, but then he didn't come out. And then Colin's a bit like, oh, yeah, but you said you were in and out of it. So clearly you he might have come out and you didn't see it. So they're obviously like, he's somewhere, but where is he? We're going to have to find him. And and again, I I like some of the stuff where the investigation nature. And I think we mentioned that last week when we were talking about Smile and the stuff I kind of liked from The Ring, which is like, okay, let's get down to it now. Let's go and, do, let's go and visit some people. Let's go and get start to get an understanding of what this is and the history of it. 
Um, and I can't remember why, but it's when they go and track down Serena Maneker. Who before was the they do that, though, start. first thing okay. first thing she does is goes around to a boyfriend's house, and they have classic. What I mean, I don't know if you've ever had a brother go missing, Ben. Classic. My boyfriend's gone missing sex. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Nothing gets me in the mood more than a close family member vanishing into the night. Um, and you know what? I got to go and sort myself out before I go and yeah. start trying to find yeah. out. Yeah, so there's there's been a crisis. Do you mind if we have some quite slow, deliberate sex, please, so I can just <laughs> slow and deliberate. So I can <laughs> just focus on this problem at hand, which is going to be solving oh, yeah. this mystery. I mean, it is a little bit interrupted because while they're having slow, deliberate sex, she sees old the chatterer for a second. He's like, "What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Go on. Give it give him one for me, son. <laughs> <laughs> the chatterer's like, lads, lads, lads. no. The chatterer. chatterer. For God's sake. No, the chatterer. And yeah, not, how do they realize that they've how do they realize that they've got to go and track down Serena Maneka? I, I don't recall why they do it. They they do just go there and see her, right? Don't they? Try, maybe they Maybe they do a bit of digging into who the box potentially belonged to. I'm not yeah. sure. And they go, um, and, they go and see Serena, and unfortunately, she's poorly right now. She's punched too many darts in a time. So and... she is Voigt. She is Voigt. So that Gore, uh, Roland Voigt, the guy from the start. She's her his former lawyer, um, and now she's in like some sort of where is she? Like in a hospice, I guess, because she's in like a hospice, yeah, end of life hospice. She's got, yeah, she's got stage four lung poorly, is what she is. She's got like a canister to help her breathe, like an oxygen can- canister. She's been see terrifier. It's, it's fucking done for her. <laughs> Are you all right? I was absolutely fine, but then I want to watch Terrifier too. Well, actually, I didn't. I want to watch Top Gun Maverick, but it was in the screen next to Terrifier too, and uh, you know, now I can't breathe. Now I can't breathe good. <laughs> Yeah, so she's been absolutely such shit after watching Terrifier 2. So now she's not long for this world. So just to make matters worse, they have a bit of a row about it. And then they sort of wrestle over the box a little bit. You'll never guess what happens while they're sort of oh, wrestling over It's annoying, isn't box. it? Because she puts, she puts it on the table and then she's like, I'm going to take this box because no one else can be mucked about by it. All right. It's dangerous. You've got to give it here, give it here. And then, yeah, it, it stabs her. It's the absurd. She goes, oh, fuck's sake. Oh, well, I'm going then. All right, bye. And it's then... like a little rabid dog or something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll look after the rabid dog. It'll be fine. They won't bite me. Um, I'm good with dogs. I'm good with dogs. All right. Ah, bit me. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. So you've been oh, bit. Oh, dear. The box is bit her as well. Um, And yeah, we, we they leave. It cuts to that evening. And then this is where we get full on Cenobites. We get Beetle. We get Wheezy. You get dopey. Yeah, we get we get we get we get Stingray. The whole the whole shebang. Yeah. So let's just, we so get a good look they, Stingray has like got a weird flap of skin on her head, kind of fashioned into what guy could you say? Like a hood. Yeah, it's a bit um, like a hood. And, yeah, all all of their bodies are kind of like flayed skin. Um, they've all got like some sort of piercings or or chains wrapped around them. Almost reminded me of, you know when people get like suspended from the ceiling by hooks in their back? Yeah. That's a thing that people do for a laugh, don't they? It's not like it's not like they're gaining anything from it. I think it's called just I think it's just called like suspension, body suspension or something. Like, <laughs> like remind, hook, remind the, hook, the hook ceiling club. 
Yeah, what were you doing tonight? I was going to hang from just hang from some hooks in the ceiling. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm Come along some, if you want. Doing, doing some meat hooking. All right, just like Hellraiser, you know how it is. Link to fish hooking. Link to link to pleasure. All right, fair enough. Let's do it. So there's a lot of these looks. Obviously, Beetle, the one with the jewel missing, and kind of got like weird little shoulder pads. The one behind you. Does the what does does the lung? Yeah, the lung one turns up because it kind of just wanders and kind of looks like a xenomorph wanders into the room and she kind of like sneaks past it like oh, good, I'll see you later <laughs> stealths him like stealths him. Past. Um, runs away and, and then she, she but then she gets surrounded by them doesn't she yeah and is it stingray or is it pinhead that goes yeah i got something for you and whips one of the pins out of beetle's eye got a little tear mm. duct little tear duct got a little because these pins there's been a glow yeah. up here it's not like it's this isn't like Dan Jusen's, like the pins that they had in the old days. These are like ornate your nan's house yeah. in a pin cushion pins. Like a little, it looks, like, it looks like a little pearl, doesn't it? Lovely, lovely well, mother obviously... of pearl heads. Yeah. Um. So they're obviously they're quite decorative as well as being functional. Ever so sharp. <laughs> Ever so sharp. Yeah. And I think where did she where did she stick it in the old lady, older lady, not old. Um. Where did she get her cheek? In it? Yeah, maybe through a cheek. It's not through the throat. We get that later. Um, yeah. yeah, she sticks it in and she goes, oh, wow. He goes, yeah, that's what we do with the Cenobites. Oh, but he comes sharp. Um, yeah, and then it moves on, moves fairly swiftly on to Riley finding um, Voight's like, abandoned mansion, which is like, yeah, a little bit like the house from, I guess, 13 Ghosts, where it's big and angular and... Yeah, we have like a, we we have like a little bit of a run through where they talk about you know she has another connection with the the family. So we want to work together, the boyfriend and the flatmate, and talks to a boyfriend who doesn't. He says, "Oh, you don't believe me." So she ends up kind of going alone to begin with. Well, essentially, she does go alone, doesn't she? But yeah, um, she doesn't know they're they're, they're coming coming yeah, after. Yeah, well. in the first instance, she kind of goes. Goes along on her own, right? After and then she, the... yeah, and she managed to get the power on, and she finds the classic thing. You need this, not just in horror movies. You need it. You need it in games as well. Um, usually towards the end of the game, that's always good when you want to find out what's been going on the old time. Um, it's lore room. Oh, the resident, um, the resident evil, resident file evil room. village file room, which is oh, like you met this l- sketch, here. sketchbooks. Um, uh, scrapbooks, things, all the, a things list of all the, the different, all the list of all the different configurations it can go into. Yeah, and there's like I feel like with a, with a lot of this stuff, if you were living it and you're really experiencing it, you probably wouldn't write it down because you'd just be like, oh what, and then this happens. Oh god, I'm I'm dizzy. I'm dizzy with the pleasures and pains and all this all this power that could potentially be mine. Get 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 your uh because it's like all drawn in like hand drawn, uh, hand drawn sketches yeah in like in like charcoal as well like he's knit <laughs> down to he's knit down to the local art supply store and gone you uh you haven't got any charcoal in have you yeah I've got some charcoal in actually yeah you want quite you a heavy grade paper if you're gonna write on that oh yeah have you got like a parchment I can do yeah absolutely have you got like an ancient parchment so that like whatever I draw or write is gonna look like timeless essentially yeah yeah it's fine what are you doing you doing some you ain't doing some cenobite stuff are you oh, a bit oh, I'm actually a little bit yeah a little bit of cenobite bits oh how many, how many configurations have you got to well got the whole remember set. with the charcoal be careful when you're doing it don't smudge it with your arm straight away let it dry 
bit 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 of hairspray. Or oh, that'll, that'll, set, that'll, set, that'll set. fix it. Yeah. <laughs> no, fix it. Make sure you do that. It may, it'll make the what. paper corners of the paper curl in a bit, but it's fine. I tell you what, Ben, I think this is probably my biggest issue with if I was in the Hellraiser universe. Left handed, aren't I? Charcoal drawing for someone like me is a nightmare. <laughs> I smudge it with my arm. Go back across. Ever so difficult. This is just the law room, but it's also the film's chance to. Again, I always forget this word. You're going to have to. You have to. Do some again. lovely exposition and do Chekhov's and do some lovely. How can I, how can I make that word stick? In, how can I make that word stick in my head? You need exposition. It's like, it's like the position of something. It used to be here, but we're making it go here. It's the exposition. There we yeah, go. Yeah, it's like X marks the it. spot on a treasure map. So it's the treasure map for the future. It's the exposition. I like it. I'm showing you, it. showing you where you're going to go. <laughs> So yeah, lovely so exposition, it's exposition room. room, which is just like filling filling in the blanks. But also like films like this, they tend to go with we, we can't expect everybody to be familiar with with the mythology of all this stuff. Um, it's not just going to be Hellraiser fans who watch this because it's going to be brand new people to the franchise. It's going to be the first Hellraiser movie they see. So we need to kind of like hold their hand and show them all these things. Um about and the it's, yeah. and it's a good it's an excellent exposition room because not only have you got all those pictures it's almost like she's you know it's a puzzle box she's doing she's gone on game faqs game facts and gone right <laughs> and there's a whole she's printed off oh, yeah. of paper that show you how you do it so you know, here's all the puzzle things this is what you want to do um here's all the research that i've done over the time um, it's basically like you've got to kill five people in order for it to but it's weird because it almost suggests that okay, if that's the case, then Roland Voigt did manage to complete his task. He did manage to essentially get the platinum trophy in terms of Yeah. He's got the he's he got the he's got the grandest achievement. And she he sees her was... Here go on. Sees what? Oh sorry, I I lost you for just a second there. You're back now. You've got reason. I'm unfrozen. Um, yeah. So you saying that Voigt achieved it? He, he at this point we indicate that he must have got that audience with the with the god, right? Because he's not not about not amongst it at the minute. Not amongst it, no. So he's been slurped off up into or down into Leviathan's into the hell into, into the Sims. Like he's a. Sim I, I kept I kept thinking maybe he's going to turn up as like now he's the big bad, you know. He's done. He's done the business. Um, he he solved the box. He killed five people. Now he's some sort of maybe not Cenobite, but like some sort of thing. Like yeah, that. like the Doctor from Hellraiser Two who gets turned. Oh into, yeah. He gets turned into the Cenobite that his voice sounds like he's shouting into a fan all the time. <laughs> yeah, that guy. He's like Doctor yeah. Octopus. He's got like, but he's he, got different he, arms that you can do. He goes up the ranks so quickly. If I was a Cenobite, I'd be annoyed. I'd be like, he's, he's just become one, and he's already oh, becoming like a big bad. I see an experienced hire. Is it? Hey, been headhunting, have you? All right, Julia. Just doesn't seem fair, does it? Been a ten minutes. Um, yeah, but uh, that's not what happens with him. Right now, um, Riley sees a vision of her brother. Uh, he's just there in his normal clothes. He's still got a bloody t-shirt on. And they say, oh, is that really you? And he's like, do you want it to be? I'd be suspicious of it. No, clearly you're pinhead. 
Simple yes or no. Simple yes or no, actually. Because that, that sounds immediately like this is a trick. Uh, no, I rumbled. Yeah, Soz. It, does. it really, it really does. does. <laughs> Do that every time. Like, is that really it? Do you want it to? <laughs> that is the Hellraiser version of how long have you been standing there? Long enough. Always. <laughs> <laughs> long enough. I heard absolutely everything. I heard absolutely okay. everything. Um, but she saved from that um, because there's a there's a road trip going along, and everyone's everyone has arrived. The whole gang is there. There's like, come on, we gotta. Oh wait, she does see that Matt's been like flayed. She does hug him, doesn't she? And then she oh yeah, that's that right. He's, all, he's he's all skeleton. His his back's all open and it's it's all like raspberry jammed. Yeah, right. he's been, or is he's it just skeleton? He's been he's skeleton. Yeah, they pulls his skin off, doesn't it? It's like, oh no, you're a skeleton. Oh, hell. You're a skeleton. Um, and this is when Trevor, Colin, and Nora arrived to take Riley home. I've disrespected Nora because she was there from the start, but when she turned up at this point, I was like, mention who she is then, because I don't know who that is at all. I hadn't seen her once <laughs> in this film. And then I think it was maybe about when she was just about to die, I was like, oh yes, there's a flatmate one day. Yeah, silly me. Yeah. Um they all they all split up and run around the house. Um and then do we do we meet Voigt at this point? Does he turn up or is this a bit later that he comes back? So there's there's a bit when um Trevor is alone in a room and the rest of them are off like looking for Riley, maybe they're, I think they're looking, looking for Riley. Looking for clues. Looking for they've something. All, looking for been, clues. They've been split up, haven't they? Because the fuses have all gone and some of the doors have locked. They've been classic. Classic. I like it. I like it. Everyone, well, we're going to get these fuses, combine them, put them into the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of us stand at different switches and, and switch you, on. And, and you've got to, you've got to flick the right switches to make sure the power balance hits in that little green zone. Oh yeah, I love that stuff. That's great. Ideal. While Can't they're working that up, that. they're split up, and you're right. Colin. He just sneaks out, doesn't he? So we did we did see Roland in the wall earlier. We, he's like in the wall looking out. Yeah. Um looks a bit like in um in Big Brother in the UK series of Big Brother, probably not just a UK series. The cameramen were like behind the windows, weren't they? Looking in. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me of that. Like, <laughs> there's a bloke back there. I can see him. I can see you, mate. I can see what's on your head. You twat. Looks a bit like that. He comes out to talk to Trevor. But he's got some sort of weird, like mechanical, almost looks like something from Hellboy, um, yeah. like in in his body, like through through his, to the point where you're like, how is he alive? If it's like through his chest, yeah, he's got, he's, I guess that did he ask? No, he asked for his sensation, didn't he? We find that out later. So he's got something. Give me all... the new sensation. Have you ever had a a, a one point two liter engine through your chest? <laughs> yeah. oh, i never have actually i never have no no have it have, so he's got he's got a big that. big engine through his chest and kind of is it is it like some of his veins or is it his guts he's got something wound up in there anyway he's ever yeah, so caught it, in the mechanism because it gets and gets basically and... it gets it's twisted a few times and he's like in agony isn't he Every so often, basically, just as he's like trying to make a point or something, it'll twist as good. I pierced me for another spike every time. <laughs> Hit it! I pierced my foot on a spike. Hellraiser! <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, it's absolute agony. It's like that thing. Have you ever had this 
you might not have had this thing, Andy, and I feel like bringing it up on a podcast is probably going to make me sound very strange. But have you ever had that thing where you just get a random sharp pain in your bottom, in your anal anal area? And it's it's not just me. I've I've spoken to people about it before. <laughs> You've done your research. I like to call it the anal stab, but other people I know have called it different things. It might happen sometimes when you're driving. It's just a sudden sharp pain in your arse. And I've even Googled it to see what it is. And it's sort of like a muscle spasm in your sphincter. And it just happens randomly. There's no real pattern to it. Probably happens three or four times a year to me. I'll just be driving and then it'll just go, ah, and that's it. It's over. I never <laughs> experienced it. I mean, I have other random pains, maybe in many ways differently concerning. Like sometimes <laughs> I've been around and it's like, you know, not even like it's like a stitch, but it isn't. It's kind of like in just a random part of your chest or like not your heart. I never oh, really yeah. heart. And you, think, like, and you think it's, it's like, the end. Oh, my lung has just collapsed. What's happening? It's almost like at some points I'll do I'll have done something and it feels like and it isn't physically possible, but this is the only description I have. It's like you've done a breath and when breathing out, your lung has got caught between two of your ribs. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's happening? It feels like he's got that anyway. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. This is called proctalgia. It's a pain due to the spasm of the pelvic floor muscles. The muscles of the anal sphincter cause severe stabbing pain, like a knife sticking into the rectum that lasts for a few <laughs> seconds. It's a thing. It's on musclehealth.org. Um, anyway, that's kind of the pain he looks like he's, he's experiencing. Yeah, I've had it. So- the last moment I'll speak about it, because I've just had it in work once. I was just in work when I used to work in an office. And just out of nowhere, I went, ah! <laughs> and, and everyone was like, what the hell? And I couldn't really say what it actually was. So I just went, oh, I don't know. I just had a weird sort of pain in, me, in my leg. <laughs> in my mind. Yeah. Um... Oh, anyway, so he has an idea. You did the hours where your face went incredibly flat like a stingray. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the stingray now. Yeah. Anyway, I'm surprised though. I have 253 episodes. I've never ever Not discussed anal, the, the, anal stab. The real life, the real life horrors that is anal stab. When I, real, when I really get to know people, someone I always bring up. No, I can. It's like when you ask people whether they what whether they wipe standing or sitting. Now we could get into that, but it will last us all day long. Yeah, big, big, big topic. Probably need to have a special for that. But yeah, um, so basically, he's he's got this thing that comes ever so sharp every so often. But he's, (laughs) but he's, and there's clearly a, there's clearly a, a a conspiracy going on here because he's gone. Yeah. Give her the box, did you? And he goes, I did give her the box. I didn't think this was going to happen. I didn't know what the box play did. So really, here, we don't need an exposition room. We we already understand that Roland has somehow hired Colin, not Colin, hired Trevor, Trevor. To, to somehow manipulate someone. It's probably not Riley <laughs> specifically. Oh, a junkie manipulate... would be easy to get him to do the box. He goes, yeah, yeah. supposed to was be. But didn't know she had Ninja references. I was playing the long game. <laughs> ninja references. I got a list of her ninja references here, right? From everybody. Shinobi has sent one in. All right. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but he's gone, he's done the classic. Yeah, I try to get close to her and get get her to open the box and you know become a victim. I've only gone and fallen in love with her. And they go, Oh, for God's sake, why? 
Yeah, um, he's, he's livid and he goes, Oh, fair enough, just kill them all off, will you? And he goes, All right, we'll work on it. Um, and then in the process, I, I maybe I looked away for a second. Maybe I, I think was. He goes back in, I think he goes back into the wall. He hides off. How Nor- does how does Nora get it? Because it feels she... like the box just gets her in the back. I think it's him. Um, I think somehow he manages to like sneak into the room where Riley is, take the box while she's like distracted, get into the walls. Then Nora is like in accidentally gets locked in the walls somehow. <laughs> Trevor's trying to get her out, and then he runs up behind her and just stabs it in her back. Yes, and it almost. Does, oh, Almost looks like a Star of David type thing at the moment now, yeah. doesn't it? It's not like a star, and he stabs it right in her back, um, and she's she's in agony, falls down, collapses, and then like right, we'll get her, we'll get her to hospital. She was stabbed in the back by by the configuration box. Bombing no- got a bombing knocker in your back, so let's let's get you let's get you to the hospital. Pulls it out though. Colin, Colin yanks it out. Classic. Yeah, and they get her in the they get her in the van. Um, it's not going very well. They're kind of lost. Oh yeah, this is terrible. This is like the last thing you want in a in a high pressure scenario is somebody in the passenger seat seat yelling at you, telling you, you that back you backseat driving. Stand there. The, stand there. Stand there. Turn right. But they're all the bloody pat. All the roads look the same. And then this is a pretty cool little sequence, isn't it? With in, yeah. inside the van. Um. So Nora is like bleeding out, and she's like collapsed. In the back of the van, and suddenly, when she looks up, the like back of the van and the and where where everybody else is sat in the van, like elongates, spreads out into a really long, creepy, dark corridor, and then she gets transported to the, the hell sewer, <laughs> the hell sewer, and this is where all of the Cenobites come out to really give her the what for. You've got Chatterer, and then the the face one who's called the Mask, I think. Uh, somebody stop him! And <laughs> <laughs> so he's got like it's, it's like a sort of weird circular framing, and his like face is stretched across it. I wonder what he did in a in in, in his human life. P R T Y. This is what he did. P R T P R T Y. He was two faced, right? That's what he did. He he wore a mask to sh- to uh, a social mask, you know, to really cover up his true feelings for. Uh, yeah, and in 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 death, we're gonna make him wear an actual un, mask. Un, un, yeah, that'll mask. Te- that'll teach him. Um, that'll teach him. We'll saw him. Um, yeah, and this is where Pinhead with the priest, sorry, gets to do her big. Yeah, what do you pray for? Sort of thing again with all these sort of like sort of religious connotations that go alongside it. Um, and then flays her with the chains. Flays the living. Yeah, they give her some chains. They poke her. They poke the needle through her throat. Oh yeah, see it go through. See it inside, don't you as well? Yeah, while she's screaming. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you see her um, throat as well. Her little voice muscles. Yeah. Yeah, Again, and it's really this is quite a drawn out bit. And then, just as it comes to a close, Riley they finish arguing about directions. She looks out the back. It's oh, Minel, what's going on back there? Is she just gone? Is that yeah. what's happening? It just vanishes away. Does she see her like thrashing about? Yeah, something like that. Bloody um, hell! So they um, they they stop the so van. They, I think they crash the van. Yes, crash the van. They have to walk back to the mansion. Oh bloody hell! The mansion we're trying to escape. We have to walk back to. She now. has a she has a chat with Pinhead. Comes out and goes. Pinhead like goes right. Any two more? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, two more. Do you wish? 
Yeah. She says, she says it more dramatic like, than this. She goes, two, two more of these. You can have a wish out of us if you want. It's like, I've been nothing to do with these people getting stabbed. Nothing to do with me. I, I'm not solved the puzzle box initially, but Jesus. So, yeah, so they saying, two sacrifice more. Two, more, two more souls in the last two configurations, or we'll take you. So it's, it's, it's you or them, and you have to make the decision. There's no bargaining with me here, all right? I'm, she I'm, is, I'm, I'm, she's, well, I'm not going to. I'm not, I'm not going to, actually. I'm not going to bargain with you. Just well, you, There's no way you, Riley, are going to find a loophole to this. Certainly not in a few seconds' time. There's, honestly, <laughs> no. I've been I've been at this a long time, Pinhead. Um, I've been at this for ages. There's no way around it. You do exactly what I say. Either either you'll go into hell, or two of you, one of you, couple of your mates will be sacrificed. There is nothing that you can. And under, no. you're not you're not the first person that's messed this box. I'll clarify for you. Hundreds of people have opened this. I get them every time. There's no yeah, way. Hundreds of them have. Jesus. There's, get there's over no it. way the box has got a taste for you. There's no way that you're going to be that. There's any way around this. I don't even think of trying it. Try run off if you no. want. We're gonna send we're gonna send the Cenobites after you. Okay, all right. So they run off. And Chatterer um comes after them. They get the gate open, they put the box through, they climb over. <laughs> Popeye. Uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> and just throw just throw a bloody can of spinach at him, mate. You'll love, you'll love that. Then, <laughs> I'll make him stronger though, be careful. Um oh, yeah, shit. he walks past Colin because obviously they've got no the box hasn't got a read on him. So, oh yeah, and he traps it. He traps. He traps. Traps like Riley seen, and Trevor behind the gate. We've seen this shot before of somebody pushing a gate or a door open and them sort of hiding behind a gap in it. I feel like we've seen that before in something. I'm not sure what, but definitely horror sort of thing. Yeah, and the trap behind he's there, and he's having a nibble on on Trevor at this point. He's biting him, biting him on the hand, biting him on the arm, biting his wrist yeah. out. Getting out those chewy licorice veins. He's like, oh, be quite hard actually with no. It'd be quite hard with no lips, or would it be easier? Because you got nothing in the way. I reckon harder. You've got to really, you've got, got to really get into it. So he's mm. he's biting away at Trevor's thing, and for a moment I thought at this point, now Riley's going to crack and she's going to stick Trevor, but she doesn't. Yeah, I mean it was kind of setting up for that, wasn't it? Um, and I guess they can't really do that at this stage because we need the reveal that he's yeah. like double crossed her in a way. So if she just sticks him and they and the Cenobites get him, it kind of takes away that potential for there to be a yeah. yeah. But what she does do is she sticks Chatterer through the gate. He just yeah, he just explodes, doesn't he? He gets chained, and I'm almost like, hang on a minute, that's that's not right because in a way. Whatever the whatever he was in or she in in the human form, they've obviously already been got by the Cenobites. Why would a Cenobite want to get its own Cenobite? Because surely its its goal is to turn humans into Cenobites or trap their souls in hell. I guess rules are rules. Uh, yeah, but it seems like shy to. But it's, it seems it's... like it seems like one of those moments where where the film was almost going. <laughs> you didn't bloody see that coming, did you? And you go, hang on a minute, what? That doesn't make sense, is it? Classic, classic Airbud rules, though. There isn't anything in the rules that say a dog can't be on the basketball team. That's true. So the it must rules have been, are, there are it, no rules. It just basically says, whoever you stab with it, they get got by the Cenobites. Because, oh, we didn't... St- someone in hell is redrafting that rule. And say, right, addendum, addendum 31C, 
if you have a center bite, it doesn't count, but it's going to take time to get that through. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. The capital of hell may be called Pandemonium, Ben, but despite that name, they have got a proper course of processes that they do follow. They're big yeah, on the paperwork in hell. They've got um, HR department. They've got, yeah, uh, they've got they've got they've got process they have to follow. Processes like, to follow, yeah. I got it. Yeah. It's pandemonium pandemonium by name, certainly not by nature. They've they've got to make sure they run a tight ship. So yeah. yeah. So when when they stab chatter it's understandable. If you're a Cenobite, maybe you really like stuff like chains. Like maybe he should have been drowned in puppies or something like that. Yeah, but it just you don't want a chain to rip you into bits. Nobody wants that. Oh, but doesn't. If if yeah. I would have thought being a Cenobite and that was the stuff he liked, it would have been like, you gotta eat all this bloody candy floss. They'd be like, No, no I got <laughs> I've got sensitive teeth. elements. big bowl of ice cream. He's like, oh, <laughs> oh, it's bloody disgusting. Yeah, I don't even like this flavor. Banoffee. Oh, yuck. <laughs> wow. Um, but no, he just gets chained. They go, they go route one on that one. Just gets um, chained off. Yeah, and that that gives her an idea. She's like, aha, right. So loopholes. I can get them. I can get them in this. So let's get in the house. They all gather up and they basically go, okay, what we'll do is they've only need how many has he got left? Is it was it three and now and now they need two? Or is it just one left now? I think it's just one they need to get now, yeah. And, and the, the the plan is essentially to lure a Cenobite in. I guess any of them. They don't necessarily feel like get any of them in. I'll I'll cut them. And uh jobs are good and we'll get them. Jobs are good, and that's it. We'll, we'll we'll beat them at their own game, you know. They'll think, "Oh, we we've got them, we've got them." No, yeah, seems a bit. It seems it almost seems like Cenobites are the kind of creatures as well, or kind of force, supernatural force that could just rewrite the rules on a whim. Not like they'll go, "Oh, bloody hell, you've done me in." You have. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, I feel like no, I feel like no matter what would happen, they go, "Oh, yeah, all right." I don't think so. Yeah, we're going to get you anyway. But maybe, uh, who knows? They, they're bound by a certain set of rules. Um, and yeah, they're, they're planning for it, but it all goes wrong. They let one in, but it's a bit quick. And then she loses the yeah, box. It, of... It's that one. It's the ass fix one. This one, yeah. starts suddenly deciding that it can sprint. Yeah, asphyxia, like, sprints across. She does get locked. He gets stuck in the door, doesn't it? Yeah, it kind of like closes the closes the gate just a little bit, um, and gets trapped in there. Which yeah, is so it's, uh, it's stuck, know. but she's also dropped the box elsewhere. The whole team is split up again. She and this keep is that box get. on her person at all times, or at least keep an eye on it, because my god. But she doesn't. She butterfingers it. Um, Voight comes and gets it, and he sticks poor old Colin with it. Yeah, poor old Colin. Uh, he didn't see it coming at all, did he? Voigt. Who do you think he is, Voigt? This reminds me of John yeah. Voigt uh, of Anaconda. Anaconda fame, Angelina Jolie's dad fame, and right now, just a bit of a right-wing nut job, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. John Voigt. And this time, he's not doing himself any favours, chopping, chopping poor Colin, who's probably the most innocent of all of our characters, with a... With yeah. a, with a Lament, config- lament configuration gives him a 
And this is when Voigt basically does his big sort of villain um, speech where he says, like, oh, I sought new pleasurable sensations. I completed yeah. all of my sacrifices, but my reward was this horrible, great... Yeah, he chose sensation. Contraption. They gave him this contraption, which means it only hurts you ever so often, so you can never get used to it. Is that right? Yeah, I think he's just in, like, constant pain. It's, it comes sharp in different ways all yeah, the time. Yeah, not constant. It always changes a little bit. So it's like, because if it just did it all the time... Yeah, you get used to it, but it's not well annoying. It's not something you can just wander down to the local emergency room with either. I don't think they're going to be able to get it out. No, he's got a great big hole in his body, and they're like, "You should be dead," but now he's obviously being kept he's, alive. By yeah, he's going to be kept alive by this, but it's going to hurt for ages and never get any better. So he's he thinks, oh, "I've been ripped off with this." Yeah. So now, when he completes the final configuration this time. Trapping the Cenobites. All he wants to do now is for this gift, he, for him to be freed of this gift yeah. by the Leviathan. He wants to. Um, he wants to. He wants to return it. Um, and we'll get. I um, want to return it. Yeah. Have you got your receipt? Well, well this be, is all, this is all you be, need. To be fair, this is actually maybe I misspoke when I said that that Jamie Clayton's version of Pinhead doesn't get to have the kind of speak to the manager energy. She is the manager in this case because yeah. when she has a conversation with Voight in a little while. And I'll tell you what, we'll come to it. We're, we're starting to wrap up now. So the betrayal is is now clear. She goes, Riley's like, Trevor, you betrayed us? And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, but I do like you. Um, I do like you, but I do eat Mexican food. Uh, and that was the reason why I went through with it. Initially, I was like, well, if they, if they offer me something else, a bit of Thai, I might be all right. Mexican food, get out. Betrayed. Yeah, get out. You're going to be betrayed. And so now he seems against Voight cutting Colin. He's like, he didn't have to do that. He's like, ah, oh, did they? Um, so it's all it's all coming to head. The team have been split up. They're all being. They open the doors. That's when she gets the plan. She basically goes right. None of this stalemate business. Um, because yeah. she doesn't want Metal Colin doesn't want Colin to be got by the Cenobites. So she basically undoes the doors, and they all run off in different directions. Pinhead confronts Voight. Asphyxia chases her and catches her in some wires. Um, They've all been captured to various degrees. Um, But what she manages to do is stab Trevor. He goes, what are you doing? She confronts him, and he goes, oh, don't don't stab us. I do love you. Like, in this thing, and she goes, they sort of tussle about, and then he gets stabbed by it. She's got him. Mm -hmm. She's made a decision. And that's the decision made, yes. Yeah, so that's the final. And it one, all kind of turns around that he has been he gets slurped off down a well that just opens up and he tumbles off down there. She is released because they it's uh, asphyxia and stingray have cornered her. And she goes, Oh, but you said I picked someone else. I mean, yeah, it's true, he did say that. Oh, there you go, chosen him then. She goes, Ah, oh, fair play. They take they take him. Fair shout, is what she says. Yeah, she goes, fair Oh, all right, jobs are good. Um Meanwhile, Pinhead has a managerial conversation with Voight and he goes, um, I don't want this gift anymore. He says, oh, we can't do um, returns. Can't do returns. I, don't want his, I don't want this gift anymore. I've had a guts full. Yeah. Oh, guts no, I signed guts, up for it. And the guts out and the guts back in and the guts twisted around this machine. And she goes, well, we can't do any returns because um, you've obviously taken it out of its original packaging. And it's after that return period. As a gesture of goodwill, we will let you exchange it, store credit, something of equal value. But I'm afraid if 
you choose something of lesser value, I cannot put what's left no. over on a gift card or anything like that. You've got to use it now. No, that's true. Um, so Cenobite's and, gift card. And he goes, what, so what? Just, apparently the, the the thing that is with the same monetary value is just a massive chain. <laughs> Almost like a grab. Almost like a, a grabbing machine. The claw. The toy store. The claw. The claw comes down, grabs him. Slips yep. him off, takes him away. Yeah, it gets better first. Like, it takes the big machine out of him and his chest heals up and he goes, oh, well, all's well that ends well, I guess. And uh, then he gets slurped off up into the sky. Big ID4 so- Independence Day Leviathan appears above the above the house. Yeah. Big and old gets- scary Leviathan. And he gets takes- yanked off, off into the sky. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and then doesn't I think Pinhead Pinhead then turns up to have a chat with Riley and says, All right, yeah. then what present do you want? You want your brother back, obviously. That's the that's yeah, the gift. That's of, I ain't got uh, I haven't actually got anything else lined up for you. That's, um, that's, there's, a speed, that's... there's a speed there's a speedboat in storage somewhere that you could possibly have. You want, but, um, so you, you, want you want resurrection, right? You, you sorry, here's me talking. You've read the You've read the charcoal drawings in the file room, right? She goes, yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, so you're familiar with the way the prizes work. Um, You want your brother to come back to life. He said, ah, nah, actually, I reckon you're going to jit me on this. You're going yeah, to give me over. You're going to give me a shit prize. And she goes, oh, well, um, if 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 you want, you can live with the suffering you've caused. You'll think about it every day. It'll be proper shit. You'll suffer in that way. So I'm still happy, actually, because you'll suffer in that way. Um, she goes, yeah. Actually, I just want you to piss off. I don't want any presents out of you. And he goes, ah, you've chosen the lament configuration, which actually equals life. Um, so good on you. Bye. And then yeah. they, they go. Life of guilt of, of your actions. They um, leave. I thought it was quite, it was quite nice that Colin survived because he seemed odds on to be someone who was possibly killed. Yeah. Um, as wasn't like a, a main character in a way. But, you know, um. They both leave, and then we see Voight in hell being turned into a brand new Cenobite who they like rip his cheek skin off like uh, fruit winders. Yeah. And stretch it across something else. <laughs> uh, they make him fruit winders and they, they turn him into fruit winders. Yeah. Yeah. And they, um, they, Make his uh make his crotch area into a nice tasteful skirt, so they haven't got to have any any penis on screen when they when they scroll yeah. out. And I reckon they bit. just lop that off. I reckon that's the first thing they do. They go get it off. Yep. No need for that. Yeah, that off. Uh, sling it in the big. Keep, keep this. Sling it in the big bucket of penises over there. Keep, keep this a fifteen, shall we? Let's not have exposed genitalia here. Yeah, come on. There's no need for that. Yeah. Okay. Because they've all got tasteful kind of flesh pants, fifth... haven't they? This is a 15, and Smile was an 18. Madness. Yeah. Madness want, indeed. Also, they, don't, they, don't want no, they don't want any bits and giblets around in, here, in hell. Very, <laughs> very, very prudish. I guess, they are related, I guess they are related to religions. They probably got an opinion on that. There we go. So that is that. That is Hellraiser. That is David Bruckner's Hellraiser. I guess we've got to do some, do some name game. I'm, I'm sure we did do name game all that time ago when we made... Uh, when we covered the original Hellraiser, no, was was. was it was Luke just doing classic like trivia then? I'm not sure actually, but anyway, we might repeat some. But uh, yeah, have you got have you got any for me? I've got three for you, Ben. So the okay. one I have for you first is 
um oh sorry what's the what's the tagline of the film what's the little what's the little <clears throat> write-up here um a young woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box unaware that its purpose is to summon the cenobites um okay so a young woman facing addiction problems comes into possession of a ray gun um made by a popular laptop manufacturer in the in the contemporary age a Dell laser. A Dell laser. I would have also accepted Dell phaser um, if you're a Star <laughs> Trek fan. But yeah, Dell laser. Um, Very nice. Do you want to alternate? Oh, a couple. Go on then. Have you got one? Great. Go on. Yeah. Okay. So a young woman struggling with addiction to crisps oh. comes in possession of an ancient puzzle box, unaware that its purpose is to summon the Cenobites. Now, she tries to summon her favorite crisps, but she ends up getting some crisps that she really, really hates. In fact, the one she hates the most of all the crisps. Oh, she hates the crisps. Oh, Any type of crisps you can dislike. Um, so she's she... not the crisps isn't isn't key, but the word to describe the type of crisps is key. The type of crisps. It's not the flavor. It's it... the, the brand. It's the, you got you got it. It's a flavor. Oh, so is it hell flavor? <laughs> Hell flavor, yeah. I've, I've, I've not, I've not changed the word hell in any of mine. So it's oh, hell something. I was going to say hell flavor. But you're going to say like the, the oh, is that your hell flavor? It's not my hell flavor, but it's definitely one I would never go anywhere near because I feel I don't like know. I convinced myself that I don't like prawn cocktail crisps. Then when I do have them, I go, these are all right. It's just a weird thing, isn't it? Like if someone said to you, "Oh, do you want to eat these fish flavor crisps?" You go, "Absolutely not." What are you on about? Are you mad? But then someone goes, do you want some prawn cocktail, Chris? You go, yeah, all right, fair enough. No. Okay. Have you got another one? Um, yes. Um, I think you're going to say Hell Quaver first, though. Would have been also That's very much good. better. <laughs> That's much better, for God's sake. The other day, Karen was feeling a bit ropey. I said, oh, she said, oh I could really go for some Quavers. I went to the shop, and they only had salt and vinegar Quavers. That was Hell Quaver for her. It was like, Quavers oh, aren't cheese. Hell Quaver. That's bizarre. <laughs> Is that the only other flavor of Quavers they do? I'm just rapping now. I think they might have done a prawn cocktail at some point in the past. Yeah, they did. They did. You're correct. But I think they might have done a bacon one as well. You know, oh, now I thought about it. All the quavers, bacon, <laughs> cheese snack. Um, here's my other <laughs> one though. Um, so yeah. a young woman suffering with addiction problems comes across a uh, box which she is unaware uh, is actually used to summon the Cenobites and the. In solving a bit of the puzzle, the box releases kind of like a fine mist. Fucking stinks. <laughs> a stinky, a, a stinky mist. Yeah, a real stinky mist. What? <laughs> so, what is that box if it if it produces a stinking foul mist? Farting box. <laughs> No, what it is. You mean it's a smell? It, oh, gone. <laughs> I was going to tell Sm you. Smell, smell maker. Uh, I get. I, no, it's not a smell maker. What's another word for like a mist? I imagine you'd see more of a warm mist than a than a cold mist. Oh. <laughs> horrible. Um, Perfect for a Clive Barker world. Smell hazer. Ah, oh, I've been hazed. 
Yeah, God. making a, a stinky haze. That's um, horrible. Um, okay, so I got one. It is a young woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box, unaware that its purpose is to summon the Cenobites. And they they're gonna take her to hell, but she's like, Oh, you're taking me to hell? I've been absolutely gasping for a taste of hell recently. I don't know what it is, but I just can't get enough of the thought of going to hell. Oh, can't get enough and, of and she's pregnant. Um and you know, sometimes <laughs> when you and sometimes when you're pregnant, you crave Oh, that's oh, no, I said it! I said the word Hell Craver. I'm getting worse worse at this, but every single week, hell, Hell it's really hard to describe crave without saying crave. Really fancy it. (laughs) Really fancy Um, a bit of hell right now. um, I've got one more for you, Ben. One more. So, a young woman struggling with addiction comes across a box which she doesn't realize summons the Cenobites. Uh, When one of them comes out. As a look around the antique <laughs> that she's got, and she's got a little line of uh, of little devices that you can get a note out of if you if you shake them, causing the clapper to bang on the the chamber of the things. And looking at all of these little treasures, the 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 cenobite really goes and lets her know what she thinks the appropriate value of all of the pieces that they've seen her. As a look around, really gives a good opinion on what they might be worth at auction. How Bell, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Pinner David Re- Dickinson comes out I'm and goes, thinking, Oh, this one some... put about a reserve of about 50 pounds on this one. It goes so well. I can rate for some reason. I'm thinking in my head, but that's not right, is it? It's not, it is a bell appraiser. <laughs> bell appraiser, oh, God's sake. Bloody hell. Okay, I've got one more. One more. Um, a young woman struggling with addiction comes into possession of an ancient puzzle box unaware that its purpose is to summon the Cenobites. One of the Cenobites is just like a little... It's a weird one. It's very strange in comparison to the others. It's like a little dehydrated grape. It's got a little dehydrated grape head. A, a hell raisin. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> nah, there we go that's the best one um i got one more for you off the top of the dome so apologies if it's not very good so young woman suffering with addiction she finds a box um uh, she doesn't actually summon the cenobites it um just summons like like quite a little lightweight formal jacket that she can put around um a watering <laughs> hole in a <her> garden <laughs> It's a a well blazer. Well blazer, very good. There you go. Do you know what I'm? Do you know what I'm missing? Right, that well outside. It looks great, but I'd like a little jacket to go on it. Oh yeah. You already totally a well, a well, a well blazer. Yeah. Well blazer. That's it. The only okay. thing left for us to do. Got to rate the film. Rate the film. Now I can't remember what I rated the original, but what I'm going to say is I think. I think I would rate this film. A similar, in terms of like a score, probably similar to the original. I think it's probably on a par. But mm. at the same time as I say that, it's very, very different film. So it's not like me saying, 
this Hellraiser is just as good as the other Hellraiser. It's like it's really difficult to compare them because they are very different. This one's a lot more glossy, a lot more Hollywood. Perhaps the role of the Cenobites, especially Pinhead slash the Priestess, feels different to the role of Doug Bradley's Pinhead, where he kind of felt, I don't know, as you said, like talk to the manager, energy, and you feel like the Priestess is is the manager yeah um i don't know yeah i agree with some of the comments that, that we read out at the top of the show which were it doesn't feel as like erotic as maybe the original um and it doesn't feel quite as sticky and gnarly and nasty and yeah Obviously, i think violent, violent, violence wise more so but i feel like it's not the 80s anymore they've backed away from the the sex i think oddly enough certainly some US audiences now are and the content of the networks and what will be shown, they shy away from that stuff more than they do the violence. So I think violence is leaned into as much, but they backed away on that sexual element. Backed away on the sex stuff, yeah. And obviously the 80s as well, like the sex stuff, it was a bit more like the sex stuff in the original Hellraiser feels a bit more like taboo, a bit more like an underworld, like an undercurrent, I guess, to the whole story and narrative of it whereas this one so i did really enjoy this but for me it didn't have that clive barker flavor it didn't have the clive barker vibe didn't have the hellraiser vibe which is a very unique type of horror you know whereas i feel like a lot of that kind of was gone in this film but i i don't think it affected the story as much it just means that i enjoyed this film but in a completely different way to original hell to the original hellraiser it's not like I'm saying one's better than the other. It's just a very different experience. Um, and for that, I think I'll probably go for like a a B plus, a B plus. I think I enjoyed it for throughout the duration. I think the character design's great. It's a very good looking film. Um, and in terms of if you were going to judge it in terms of how it compares to the rest of the franchise, I've not seen all of the franchise, but I probably would prefer this one to the second and third Hellraisers. Yeah. Right. That's a good, so, yeah. it's a good, it's a good, it's a good score. I like you, Ben. I don't think you can necessarily compare it to the original. Different, different times. There's the nostalgia. There's the the other things about it that we just that you just went through. I do agree with you that that maybe they backed around from the. I say, just this moment said that they back away from the sexual. That they have sex scenes in this movie, but they feel sanitized for what. Oh yeah, what those Vanilla. other ones were. Uh, and they they take away Mich- that missionary undercurrent to it, um, yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. For me, when I think about other things in this, I really like what they did with the Cenobites. Um, I would have liked to see a little bit more character from them, and I think maybe. And we're not one to talk about brevity, Ben. We love a bit of a sidetrack and a chat here. I, I I can recognize that problem, but we don't edit this. So you do edit a film. I think you could have made this 20 minutes shorter and it'd been just a little bit, just a little bit tighter. And I wouldn't like I would have cut out just maybe some of the stuff in the middle. I think this this film was at its best at its two ends of the of the of the spectrum. I liked it when it was dealing into the the monsters and the horror. I liked the bit when there were actually just nice moments where we got to meet the characters, so we cared about them when they get got by Cenobites. 
I maybe didn't need some of the stuff in the middle, like the running about between the walls of that house uh, yeah. and the being stuck in the door when the thing happened and some of the the longer conversations where we revealed the betrayal before we revealed the betrayal. Yeah. I, I think uh, I, I, I think you could have wound that in by 20 minutes or so and get it to, get it to about 95, 95, 100 minutes, something like that. And I think it would have been a better film for it. Um, mm. Especially because the others, looking back, like they're all pretty tight. They're all around all yeah. the ones I've watched so far. I've watched the first four and they all hit about 90 minutes. Um, and you get a lot out of them in in that time. So yeah, good, hard to compare it to the ones because a lot has changed since, you know, almost 40 years ago. Um it's nice to see this franchise back. I know it's a franchise that I haven't watched the other ones yet, but I know that people say the later ones are just all over the place it will be good to see what happens with the franchise now with the upcoming tv series that i guess is connected to this as opposed to the old ones yeah good point i hadn't even thought about that tv series i mean i assume i assume hulu are producing that as well so i I would imagine it's some kind of continuation or Mm. anthology piece from there but uh, i like this i like this well i think i'm going to give it a b yeah, nice. I think maybe when the hype dies down a bit, I might settle on a B. But I think right now, B plus. Yeah, um, it's kind of looking looking pretty good to me. Uh, yeah, there we go. Then that is, and I think Hell Luke. In, I, think, I think Luke enjoyed it. I don't have it. He didn't send me a score, but he said that he liked yeah. it uh, all the same. Okay, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. Um. Yeah, so next week we are doing Halloween Ends. Yes. Does it end? Out this Friday. Halloween... Will Evil Die Tonight on Friday? Will Evil Die Tonight. Evil dies in a bit, eventually. Um, so yeah, let's see how that ends. Um, be good to round off that and do a final final episode. and We would have covered the entire trilogy, well, new trilogy, obviously, of, of the Halloween movies. That'll be interesting to see how we go with that. And we recorded a, we recorded our list as well, right? Then we've done a bonus episode that covers, yeah, our ranking the of the entire ranking. franchise. Oh. So, so as soon as this film comes out, that's that episode's out of date. We'll have to record um, a little addendum and re-upload it, saying, "Yeah, I think this goes third or wherever it goes also, in the sequence." Yeah, there we go. So, uh, looking forward to that. So, thanks to our. So, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. Thanks to our current patrons, John Crinham, Ben Scaife, Stephen Christopher, Laura Kendrick, Toby Miller, Ollie Child, Leslie Carlo, Julia Bilgren, Nick Spill, Rob Parker, and Pazuzu. Thanks, everybody. Uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks to Taj Easton for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating or review. Head over to the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. For more, um, we're on Twitter at horror underscore hangout underscore. And we're on Instagram at horror hangout podcast. We're also on YouTube. Just search horror hangout, subscribe to our channel. Um, it was, a, it was a channel that we used to share with Hawk and Cleaver and the other stories. Now it's all just horror hangout content on there. So be sure to go and find that. And uh, we'll put the link in the show notes as well as we always do, but yeah, go and check that out. Thanks to my co-host Andy for being a right. Horror dude.
Thank you, Ben, for also being a right horror dude. And you're out there, as and when you get around to watching New Hellraiser, message in. Tell us, based on your hobbies or interest, what kind of Cenobite <laughs> you'd be made into. Yeah. Tell us tell us if you enjoyed the film. Tell us what kind of Cenobite you'd be. Um, and let us know if you've ever experienced an anal stab. Okay? Because uh, <laughs> I've got a chart. I've got a... I've got an Excel spreadsheet I need to fill in, all right? Fours see and against. See, see, see this ad one. Um, yeah. Get, <laughs> get on and do all the things. Well, just before we go, Ben, what, what Cenobite would you be? You wear hats a lot. Would you be hat? I'd be I'd be a hat Cenobite. Or maybe like, because it's hell, they take the hat off. I'd be hatless. So they really point, there'd be like arrows pointing to my head. Going, yeah, go hat on. Say that, Bobs. And, the, and, and the, the, the arrows would be ever so sharp. Just loads of big arrows. Ah, bloody, he's killing me. What about what about you, Andy? What would you be? <sighs> don't know. Stress eating. I don't know. <laughs> Stress eating. You like you like running. You're very you're incredibly incredibly active. I'm assuming you've got absolutely lovely calves. Um, maybe your calves would be sliced off and yeah, they'd, they'd get they'd get us, and then my legs would be like those. You know, when you play Sonic and they run to when he runs, they're like just circle, yeah. just be like that. Circular, <laughs> circular legs. <laughs> uh, just that tube playing in your head over and over. No, I like it. Oh, it's fair, you know. Do, do like a do like a video game. Might have a wireless controller smashed into my head. Might be that. Oh God, I think it'd just be we just wander into frame. Horror hangout podcast hosts. B plus, B, C plus, C plus. Just C, rating things, and then you say things. The letters come out. Oh no! Yeah, everything you say, I'm rating it. Well, that was that was awful. D D minus, terrible. Oh, no, fuck's yeah. sake. Let us know, everybody. Let us know, everybody. Um, and we'll see you next time. See you next time for more horror hangout. Enjoy, everybody. Bye for now. Goodbye. Hellraiser. <laughs>are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.